0: This
1: is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free. 800-259-9231 is the packet. 8.NET Toll-Free Line, and it's Ian here with you. And Wayne and Mark. Once again, that number is 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there are completely free. That, once again, is freetalklive.com. Lots to talk about, as always. Of course, your calls are primary if you make them at 800-259-9231. We're going to start things out tonight by jumping into your email box. Mark, what do you have for us?
2: Well, um, I've got an email on, I guess, teen drunk driving. Oh, boy. It's uh, from Toasty. I just looked up some numbers on total adult drunk uh, driving-related fatalities versus teen alcohol driving-related fatalities. Couldn't find the modern information from 2006 or seven. The trend seems to be decreasing, however. I'm taking 2003 as a worst case. There are 16,694 total alcohol-related fatalities in 2003, and there are 2,283 total teen fatalities um, due to alcohol in 2003. Wait, is this in one state? Um, I, okay. I would think that this is nationwide. It, okay. it doesn't say. All I'm doing is reading the email. Got it. I, I haven't uh, looked up any of these numbers and uh, don't know any of that. So uh, anyway, um, it's about fifteen. That's about fifteen percent of you know the total number, sixteen thousand six hundred ninety four. Okay. Of all alcohol-related fatalities, involved teens in some way. That does not mean that they were drinking; just that the, a teen died. Fifteen percent. Do you think that all the outrage in society, there would be a higher number than that? Surely, especially since that number includes teens hit by adults and teens that were killed as passengers with uh, drunk adults and. Anything, any other teen that was involved in any way. So okay. I decided to check the census to see what percent of the population is teenagers in the United States. Unfortunately, there's no census in 2003. so the One from 2000. That, that's correct. So that isn't wholly accurate. Um, there's 61 million people under 24 and uh, 220 million people older than 20, uh, 25 and older. So that's 28% of the population is uh, teenagers, which actually 28% of the population is under 24 um, not teenagers, but anyway. Okay. That means 28% of the population is involved in 15% of the alcohol deaths. And I would say, um, you know, a teenager is somebody between the age of 13 and 19, right? Correct. Um, And this is everybody from uh 24 to 20 plus, um, you know, plus the teenagers, plus 12-year-olds on down, um, okay. according to the census numbers. So, yeah, that's not really entirely accurate but um even so let's say that it's uh half that number is, is teenagers it seems like uh and it's a little uh little less than where half. are we going with all this well i don't know um he's, he's just making a point that uh, teens aren't as bad about drunk driving as people say oh i see um i see okay it means the. 20- i didn't know
1: that were people saying that teens were bad about drunk driving i didn't know they were
2: isn't that the big concern about uh, teens drinking
1: no, I thought – I mean, obviously teens are drinking, but I didn't know that – I'd never heard anybody make uh, griping that teens were out there being drunk drivers. I'd never heard that
3: complaint. Yeah, I think there's a lot of concern about teens driving because they don't have that experience driving yet where you can almost go on automatic pilot like we can. We've been right. driving a long time. When you're a teen, you haven't been driving very long, and you have to think about things more. And if you've been drinking or doing something, or even if you're tired – you could get into a wreck a lot
1: easier. Yeah, mm. all of the complaints I have ever heard about teens and driving were just about teens and driving. Period. Just that teens suck at it.
2: They aren't as good. They certainly haven't had the uh, the experience. But I don't know that if you raise the ages that it would matter that much, but it seems to matter somewhat. So, anyway, uh, 25% and... Uh, well, there
1: are some uh, areas of the country, Idaho, for instance, where I believe you can get a permit at 14 mm-hmm. and you can actually be driving at 15. So you'd think that they'd have more problems there, but I guess they don't.
2: Fewer things to hit in Idaho. Hmm. Yeah. The 25 and older crowd, 72% is involved, in 85% of the deaths. Um, it seems teenagers are not only better at not drinking and driving than adults are, but they're better at not dying from it, too. Interesting. Um, I, I, I don't like his numbers. Um, but I wouldn't say that teens are, are having a huge problem with drinking and driving. Uh, just looking at his numbers, it, it, it shows um, me that you know, they're not having a huge problem. It seems like parents are more vigilant nowadays than they were when I was a kid.
1: You uh, think it's a parent? Fa- you think it's a parental factor? Uh, part
3: of it, because I think there's been a lot of uh, mad, and some of those organizations have publicized drunk driving, and teenagers tend to be more susceptible to it.
1: Well, there's certainly a number of teens uh, that are out partying on the weekends, and I'm sure there's a significant number of them that will drive afterwards. Um, I don't know, just I find the uh, the numbers fairly interesting. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. sure there's a there are a number of teens that do get in drunk driving accidents. Maybe uh, maybe they just are more aware of it. Maybe they are uh more cognizant of the fact that they're going to a party, so therefore they should have a designated driver and maybe maybe they're just more careful.
2: Maybe they're just more scared.
1: Well, or maybe they're uh, maybe since they're less likely to drive drunk during the day, maybe there's a maybe there's more uh, maybe there's a lot of drunk driving accidents during the day like people that are on the job tilting back a, a flask or something like that. Maybe that's another factor to the large number of uh, of adult accidents because teens are more likely to probably drink and drive when it's 2 in the morning, less on the roads. Maybe that's a factor. I'm just I'm grasping at straws at this point. If you've got any input on this one, I'd like to hear from you at 800-259-9231 as to why you think teenagers might be less likely to drive drunk than someone over the age of 25.
3: Regardless of age, I've always liked the designated driver concept. Mm-hmm. And I, as a bar, former bartender, I've seen that work many times. Oh, yeah. And that's a voluntary thing, but it's, it's something that's gotten out there and become uh, people have become more aware of that concept, and I think it has helped. It's helped me a few times.
1: Well, I mean, it makes sense. <laughs> when I drank. Uh, it makes sense. It's inevitable that you're going to hang around with people like me who don't drink. I'd, I'd make a perfect designated driver. And I think a lot of people have come to the understanding that it's probably a good idea to do these things so you can live to see your next party. I mean, that's what kids are all about a lot of kids they like to go to their parties i I
2: think you're taking his premise and running with it um from his numbers here though teens aren't better about driving i would say um uh, then we know driving drunk than adults are they are not better at driving drunk than adults are no way he's saying that he's wrong with his numbers i mean i can read his numbers Oh, i'm
1: not saying they're better at driving drunk i'm not saying he's just saying that they get in less drunk driving related acts. he's saying that
2: and his numbers don't bear it out I thought he did. I
1: thought he made a comparison between the number he, of teenagers that uh, he's
2: calling anybody under the age of twenty-four a teenager, and uh-huh. that includes a lot of people that aren't teenagers and a lot of people that don't drive. Period. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's using some unfair numbers, but at the same time, I don't think there's an epidemic of teenage drunk driving. I think that he's, although his numbers may not be correct. he's I thought making, the
1: reason he was using those numbers was because he couldn't narrow it down any further.
2: That's the reason he's using those numbers. Okay,
1: correct. so what you know, what can you do? He can't... Um, he's doing his best right. with the numbers he has.
2: He's extrapolating, but he,
1: you those can't are still draw young those... young people. He, people under the age of are. 25, still young people.
2: Uh, they sure are. But the people under the age of 12, not driving. Right. You can't use those people in the numbers. I, I You know, I mean, I'm just saying that there's a lot of problems with these yeah. numbers. Unfortunately, he doesn't have... Um, he can't... He doesn't have access to all the numbers he'd like to have. And you can't draw the com- the conclusion that he's drawing from these numbers. Mm-hmm. How far back does he go? Um, it's 2003, and then he uses the census data from
3: 2000. Okay, so... The- The drinking age is pretty much 21 nationwide now, but it used to be 18 in many states. And 19. Yeah. Do
1: you think an alcohol... Who's more likely to get in an accident? Uh, Somebody who's getting drunk on on a weekend, and I'm not just talking about teenagers. I'm talking about anybody. Anybody that gets drunk at a bar or a party on a weekend... Or an alcoholic. I, Who's more likely to get into? I would an say alcoholic?
2: an alcoholic, simply because they're on the road um, drunk more often. It just—it's just a guess and a stereotype. I don't know for sure, but um, you know, alcoholics would probably say the amateurs uh, are more likely to, uh, <laughs> to. Yeah, I'd probably say that too. What probably, the
1: latter or the alcoholic? I, I think the alcoholics
3: are probably less likely to get in an accident because they do it more. They've <laughs> they've got more practice, experience, and they go slow. Al, you, you see, alcoholics. They? Yeah, they they drive slow. That's because they have an
1: open bottle next to them. They're gonna be careful. Don't want to spill. That's right.
3: But whereas, whereas the kids probably <laughs> tend to go faster than they normally go just because they're drunk and they want to fool yeah. around with the car a little bit.
2: You know, if I've had, say, two beers and get in the car, now, that doesn't put me over the legal limit generally. I would, sure? I, would, I would sincerely hope not. <laughs> um, but I will find myself going a little faster than I would normally go. And, really? uh, that, yeah, I, alcohol makes you go faster. Marijuana makes you go slower. A general rule.
1: Two five nine ninety two thirty one. If uh, again, if you've got a, more experience with us on this, maybe you're a law enforcement officer and you've uh, you've seen more statistics, uh, better statistics than what are in this email.
2: Uh, let me finish up. He says maybe only twenty five and under should be allowed to drink. It seems the oh, focus should silly. be yeah uh, should be cutting down about uh, adult dr- drunk driving rather than teens. As someone who uh, just left their teens, it seems that numbers do not jive with adult perception of how dangerous we are. I propose teenagers are more frequently making informed, conscious decisions about their safety and what Hmm. goes into their body than adults are. I would disagree with that entirely. That's an interesting supposition. (laughs) Death is tragic, and losing a loved one is horrible, no matter what their age or reason.
1: Maybe he just hung around with a more responsible group of teens, so his whole sort of world has been more responsible young people, and he just didn't hang out with those irresponsible ones, because there sure are a lot of them. 800-259-9231. Speaking of, let's continue with the young person topic. I got a couple emails from some of our younger listeners and your calls as well. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You bring up anything toll-free, 800-259-9231. The packet 8.net, toll-free line. Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. That's 1-800-259-9231. Join us online, freetalklive.com, the place to go. Lots of features, all totally free, including archives. An entire year's worth of the show right there on the front page of the website for your downloaded convenience at freetalklive.com. And how close were the philosophies of Nietzsche and the Nazis? Well, check out the fascinating new DVD by Dr. Stephen Hicks, available now at Laissez-faire Books. How did the Nazis come to power in one of the most educated and civilized countries in the world? And was Nietzsche's philosophy the inspiration? Check out this and many other books and videos on liberty at LFB.com. Laissez-faire Books, that's LFB.com. Continuing with uh, the emails here tonight uh, to start the show out with them for no reason whatsoever, but, but besides the fact that I've got a lot of them. And I'm way behind on them, so if you've written an email, please be patient. I will do my best uh, to uh, to get to it one of these days. Writing from the Socialist State of California says SyFaze, This morning my sister saw a U-Haul truck parked in the parking space that's technically part of the land we're renting. Now, our house is on the biggest of four pieces of land, each with a house on it, all owned by the same person. Okay, We have a paved driveway with a garage, etc., and some extra space where cars can be parked that isn't paved. The U-Haul truck was parked in the farthest space from the house. Also, keep in mind that none of the houses are right on the street, and that the landlord is in Arizona. Again, we're in California, this emailer is. A realtor is handling everything here, so he's got a manager for his properties. One of the tenants, let's call her Mary, was moving out and had parked the U-Haul truck in this particular parking space, which was not adjacent to her house. Clearly, this wasn't a mistake Mary of Mary, thinking the parking space was hers and not ours. I didn't think it was a big deal, but when, what, when my sister innocently told my mother about the truck, she went kind of nuts. She ran to the window to have a look for herself. After a few seconds of talking back and forth that I didn't hear, she told my dad that we should call the police, because the truck was in our parking space. I couldn't believe my ears. Here's a paraphrase summary of the conversation. He said, call the police. What's a big deal? We don't even use that area. She said, it's private property. Well, then, if it's such a big deal, why don't you just go knock on her door and ask her to move it? You know, like good neighbors would. Mm-hmm. It's private property. What if this was our old house, which was right on the street, and someone parked in the driveway? Do we go knocking on all the doors in the neighborhood? Well, we know whose truck it is. We should just call the police. They can tow it away. Man,
2: she isn't, was in a bad mood.
1: Isn't that a little extreme? no. Yes. How do you know that someone didn't kill someone and park the car here to hide it? Um. Ignoring that ridiculous comment. Just ask her to move it. If she doesn't, or if she says it's her space, Sounds reasonable to (laughs) me. then call the realtor and have her tell Mary that it's our space. If she still doesn't move, then you can call the police. I finally convinced her to leave a note. She had me print out a note saying, Please do not park in this space, and this is private property, in big, bold letters. I had to convince her to let me use the word please. Finally, she got dressed and went out to put the note. She put it under the wiper just as Mary was coming to move the truck. My mom asked her to move the truck, and Mary moved the truck. The police and the realtor were never called. If my mom had just waited five minutes, Mary would have moved the truck all by herself without even being asked. And even if Mary hadn't come out at the same time my mom did... Knocking on the door would have gotten the same result. My mom's argument of it's private property, while completely valid, did go a little overboard. The moral of the story, don't leave to government what you can do by yourself. Well, Sife I think that's, says,
2: a, that's a good that's good advice for people in general. But also you should walk away with, um, you know, be careful with other people's private property because they might be cranky they might be crazy. Yeah, you know, whatever, you know, might be having a bad day. I don't know whether she's crazy or or what her problem was, but uh, she's clearly was having a bad day.
1: And it's it's very clear that uh, that his solution is right. And by the way, he ends his uh, he ends his email by saying he can't wait to join us in the free state. <laughs> and I, I don't blame him. Uh, I'd want to get away from that as quick as possible as well. But yeah, um, be be neighborly. Go and talk to someone if you've got an issue with what they've done. Seems reasonable. I mean, and it's clear that this woman had no interest. His mother, that is, had no interest in talking to the neighbor about this.
2: No, she just wanted to cause some trouble.
1: Right. Well, not only did she want to just call the police and hope that would solve the problem, you know, the one step solution. Of course, Americans typically sort of uh, stereotypically always looking for that easy way out, that uh, pill they can pop that will solve the problem, or in this case, the one call they can make that will solve the problem when it's not that difficult to walk next door and talk to somebody, but even when presented with that option by our very sensible listener, Syphase, uh, she opted for a note because, what, is she embarrassed about the fact that she wants the woman to move the truck? Yeah, Is it I, that not difficult? A, to I'm not a
2: big fan of the note um, unless you don't have an option, uh, the note should be your secondary. I think you should go talk to the neighbor if you can. That's
1: if someone doesn't answer the door, that right?
2: Because sort of the look on your face, you can be friendly about it and say, "Hey, you know, for whatever reason, I don't like my, I don't want my grass killed. I, uh, you know, intended to park something there. You know, whatever right. the, your reason is that you don't want somebody par- parking on your grass, you can tell it to them and you know, look them in the eye while you do it, and you don't have, you know, you can kind of smile and it diffuses the whole situation. Sure, a note. It's very very. Based Faceless and Personal. impersonal, and, you know, it can cause problems. And, you, and see, the thing is, is uh, you know, what happens if the neighbor now, Mary, um, what happens if she starts looking for problems over at uh, CyFace's house? Start leaving notes. Well, if, she's, if you're lucky, what if she um, decides to forego the note route mm-hmm. and um, go directly to the bureaucrat route?
1: I don't know, but I do, I do know that uh, a note is very impersonal, and I would think that, uh, not that I'm an expert on neighborly relations I didn't know my neighbors down in Florida but there was I I did know the next door ones I didn't know my two next door ones I just didn't know them well but I knew them well enough to where I would go over and talk to them if there was a problem like the guy uh would have his friends come over that live next door and they would park in my parking area and I had uh, a radio show going on and I needed my parking area so I went over there and said hey you know most uh, if it's a weekend night it's probably not a problem uh, but just do me a favor and come over and ask me if you can park here from now on. And he was cool with it. You know, mm-hmm. it, wasn't a, it wasn't a big deal. I would think that the only time a note would ever be appropriate is if you had some really good rapport and you were already sort of friendly with the neighbors. Like to where if you were in a rush, all you had time to do was leave a note or something like yep. that. In that case I could understand and, and see and approve of of leaving a note. Smiley
2: faces, hearts, you know, things yeah. like that are helpful right. if you have to do it. You know, you you don't want problems with your neighbors. No, those are the last people you want problems Absolutely with. Absolutely not because they can cause, they can cause you problems. Uh, you know, the the in this circumstance the mom was uh, righteous. And if you turn right, righteousness into indignation, she that's was indignant. Where, yeah, but that, that's where the problem comes in, though, because um, at some point she's going to do something that's against the rules, the the laws, and um, Mary is going to have her over a barrel. Now, do you want somebody to uh, turnabout is fair yeah, play? Turnabout is fair play, and do you want that in your life? No, no you don't. Way, I can you assure know, you, you don't.
3: You know, my first thought when I heard about the truck was, oh, somebody, another person's paranoid about terrorists. Because, oh gosh. Because, you know, you hear about these stories like Timothy McVeigh and all these people, yeah. all these so-called terrorist plots and illegal immigration plots You'd have to be really paranoid. No, but people think about that. That's really? You, it's what you see on when Fox I see News a all the truck, time. I
1: think someone's moving. I never think terrorists. <laughs> well, there are
3: terrorists no. in the back of that truck. There's a fire. There's a bomb. That's what I would think, too. Or if I saw a truck right. like that, I would think somebody's moving. Do people really think that way? Yes, I think so. I, th- I think that people
1: are becoming Some conditioned do. to be paranoid about that. Heaven forbid a uh, Middle Eastern man steps out of the truck. That would really set him off. 1-800-259-9231 is the toll-free number. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever's on your mind. That's why we call it Free Talk Live. Uh, on the way here, Wayne's going to tell us about Bill Gates. Has come out with a position on immigration. Yes, sir. I'm interested to hear what that's all about. This is Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free. But if you think other people deserve to hear this show, Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You bring up anything toll free, 800 259 9231. That's the net toll free line for you, and it's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us on our website, freetalklive.com, the place to go, wiki.freetalklive.com. In fact, we'll get you straight to our wiki, and that's where there are over a thousand pages created by listeners like you. It's like the listener editable version of our website. See what I mean and get interactive with it at wiki.freetalklive.com. We go uh, straight to the phones here. Actually, in a moment, after Mark tells you about the Free State Project.
2: Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project. It's your only chance for more personal freedom and lesser, smaller, less intrusive government. <laughs> to learn more about joining the Second American Revolution, go to freestateproject.org. That's freestateproject.org.
1: Let's go to the phones and talk to Cato in Tennessee on the amplifier line. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Wayne, and Mark. Hello, Cato.
4: Hey, guys.
1: Hey, what's on your mind?
4: I was up uh, in Tucson, Arizona, recently. I flew out of the airport there. Okay. Um, after you went through the, uh, the little TSA, you know, checkpoint where they check your identification and boarding pass, they had two border uh, guard immigration officers on the other side asking people uh, what citizenship they were. Really? And I, yes, yeah, and of course Tucson. I'm not sure exactly where. I think Tucson, about 50, 70 miles. Inside the United States. And gonna have border guards. And I've also been, in Texas, I've been through the, uh, where you have to pull off the interstate, where they have the, uh, the border checkpoints, uh, you know, 50 miles inside the United States.
1: Were they just so asking?
4: We, yeah, they were just asking. I don't know if they were actually asking for papers or not. Uh, but as people, as people would go through, they would say, because I had to go to a different, I, was, I went to the wrong terminal, so I didn't actually have to. Uh, go through there. And they weren't at the terminal that I went to. Was, I was on a different concourse. But yeah, you'd go through and you'd show your ID and your boarding pass uh, to a little security person there. And then about 10 feet on further up were two uh, immigration agents.
1: Could and, you just walk you know, by them if you people. wanted to, or were they stopping everybody?
4: They were stopping. They were just asking people. They are stopping. Everybody's asking, what's your nationality, what's your citizenship?
1: This is bizarre. I don't know what to think of that. Is it like a, just like the first step towards putting up another checkpoint to where you have to actually stop and talk to these guys and, and show them some but, identification? You know,
4: the, thing like, the thing about it is I've, I've also been through the, you know, the checkpoints down in Texas that are 50 miles inside of the U.S. Right. And, yeah, I mean, it's just for everybody out there who wants to clam down on the border, how are we going to do that? The way we're going to do that is we're going to start asking for papers, we're going to start having work permits, we're going to start having residency permits.
0: Well, we going aren't going to do that. The government's control. going to. Oh well,
4: yeah, the government is. I'm sorry. You're yeah. absolutely <laughs> right. But, that, but it's going to affect us all. It's not just going to affect the quote-unquote illegal aliens. It's going to affect every single one of
1: us. It sure is. I don't know how many people realize that that's what they're asking for, though there are obviously somebody right, who, some of them who do and who apparently get pretty excited about that idea.
4: Yeah, and and to me, those people say they're saving America. Well, you're saving it by destroying it yep. you're
1: destroying mm-hmm. all our freedoms. That's right. That's how I feel. You and know,
3: Cato, I've seen the, I've seen the same thing in, in Vermont, about a hundred miles south of the border. Yep, it's there too. It sure is, Cato.
1: Any other thoughts?
4: Oh. Yeah, real quick, can I just ask one of his uh, thoughts on uh, the current uh, housing? Bubble bursting and the effects that's having, the easy credit that's been available for uh, housing, and compare that to the expansion of credit right before the Great Depression and then. Uh all that being called in and causing the uh, stock market crash of, uh, of 1929. That's and
3: definitely up now. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Kato. Okay. Appreciate it. That's, That's a good one, Cato. In fact, there are several stories this week. Uh, some people have emailed me some, and some I It was, it was actually my in your own. show prep tonight, isn't Yeah, it fact. was in my show prep tonight that uh, a lot of these subprime mortgages now are imploding. They're going into foreclosure. And then the Alt A mortgages, which are the next step up from uh, the really Whatever, crummy well, ones... Hold on, hold on.
1: I'm, n- I'm not a real estate mogul. What's a subprime mortgage? Before sub- you continue the explanation. Okay, a
3: subprime mortgage is a, is a mortgage for people who don't have very good credit. So it's a higher interest rate. So it's an higher arm? Risk. Uh, that well, it? It, it could be. Uh, that's an adjustable rate mortgage right. where uh, it, the, the uh, payment could go up if interest rates go up. And interest rates were so artificially low for so long that everybody and their brother who could fog a mirror could get a mortgage. Right. And, and what happened there was you increased by a uh, lot by a great amount, the, the demand for housing drove the prices way up. Uh, everybody was getting a house, whereas 10, 15 years ago, you had to have 20% down, and a lot of the banks were holding the mortgages themselves. Mm-hmm. So they made darn well sure that you were worthy. But now what they're doing in the last 10 years or so, what they're doing is they're actually dumping their loans off to Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac, which are these quasi-government agencies. They really are. Yeah, they're they're government agencies. Yeah, and they don't care how good your credit is. They just want to make the fees on the mortgage, and they just sell it off to another entity, and there's no incentive for them to really assess properly your credit worthiness. So we've got all these, these mortgages out there now that are going bad, and, and because interest rates are creeping up... And, and they're they're going, going bad in that people can't pay for them anymore? That's right, because as interest rates go up, the adjustable rate mortgage goes up, the interest rate on that goes up, and then so your payment, payments
1: go up and up and up, and then you've only budgeted so much, That's what do right. you do?
3: And, and also, the You're other... Done. The other gotcha is that as your your
1: property values get
3: artificially inflated, your property taxes go up, your insurance goes up, mm-hmm. you get squeezed from all directions, and before you know it, even if the price of your house... Uh, stays the same, uh, um, so the amount you're insured on is the same. Uh, you're still getting squeezed, and that's what a lot of people are, are experiencing now throughout the country, especially in those really inflated markets like Los Angeles, uh, California, San Florida, Francisco. San Francisco, Boston. New
2: York. You know, um, you know, that's absolutely what you're saying is absolutely true. It, um, you know, as even when the when the other houses around you are selling, your property values can still go up, especially if you um, you know, you're not in a homestead state um, like Florida, for instance. But you know, and it and if you want to replace the value of the home, um, y- you've you've got to pay that much more. So I mean, insurance and property values do definitely. So
1: go up. Well, okay, Wayne. So uh, you've got all these uh, these people that are essentially getting screwed on their house. They can't make the payments, so they're essentially bailing out and the banks or the lenders or whatever they're taking the houses they're liquidating them what's the latest news i mean what's uh, what's the latest development in regards to all this because the last time we'd talked about it um you'd sort of identified this as a problem and i, I guess it continues to be a problem but what's what's new well uh, first of
3: all i've been screaming off the rooftops for two or three years about this because i could see it coming it was just so obvious to me even in 2003 that this was going on. I could see it in Florida, how crazy it was. And mm-hmm. whenever you see a feeding frenzy in any market, whether it's stock market, housing market, whatever, you know that eventually this thing is going to crash because it, it's basically creating all of these um, um, misallocations of resources. Okay. And um, so anyway, right now there's there's all these stories out there about – all these mortgages going bad. All these subprime and alt a, which is the next level up from a subprime mortgage. It's not a prime mortgage, but it's it's something in between. If you have just a little bit better credit, uh, gotcha. Uh, those are going bad as well. And you're seeing some some when you say going bad, people are defaulting on them. Yes, people are defaulting on them. And here's the other problem: is that when Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac get these mortgages, they sell bonds against these mortgages to financial institutions, uh, insurance companies, foreign governments, pension funds. These bonds are all going to go into default as well. Hmm. So it's it's like a, it's going to be a cascade across yeah. defaults, basically.
1: So what's uh, what's well, I mean, what's new? I mean, this is just continuing to happen, and that's going to result in uh, housing prices going down. I know there was some sort of news about it. Is it just more reports essentially? Is what's coming yes, out? Yes,
3: there's more reports, and, and what it means basically is that the, the dollar is threatened. Basically, the, the, the integrity of the dollar is threatened greatly, but also the economy as a whole. Because don't forget, a lot of our so-called economic growth in the last seven years has been fueled by housing prices going up and people refinancing mm. and pulling twenty or thirty thousand dollars out and buying new appliances or, a, gr- new car or a new, or new car, rates. yeah, vacations, all this frivolous because stuff because
1: Americans live on debt.
3: Yes. That's what's happening, and our, and they're our about savings rate—our savings rate is negative one percent now. It used to be hover around ten percent. Really? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Negative one percent. So you see where this is going. So actually, there's a guy named David Walker who is the comptroller of the currency for the United States. He's sort of like the chief auditor okay. for, for the government. He's not an elected official. He's actually uh, so he doesn't really care, but he's been going around really um, uh, warning people about this.
1: Well, let's see. Uh, does he have, I mean, do, you've got quotes from him as far as? Yes, I do. Let's find out what that's all about on the way here. 800-259-9231. This sounds like a bad uh, bad, uh, bad thing, and it makes me <laughs> feel bad that I'm selling my house right now, too. Oh, Sell sorry. it. I'm adding to it, uh, to the lower prices, but i got to get out while I still can. 800-259-9231. Tell you how to buy my house. Coming up, it's Free Talk Live. <laughs> This is Free Talk Live, your show. You bring up what you want toll-free. 800-259-9231, the packet 8.net toll-free line for you. It's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us online, freetalklive.com, the place to go. Lots of features. It's all totally free. Though we do ask that you voluntarily support us by voting for the show. Head over to vote.freetalklive.com. It takes you less than a minute. All you need is your email address. And it makes a big difference for us, because your votes all total up to keep us in the top ten podcasts of the world. Last time I looked, we were at number one. Mm -hmm. But it may not stay that way, because uh, the competition's usually pretty hot. And so what we need to do is amass as many votes as we can all month long. So if you've yet to go and vote, please do that now at vote.freetalklive.com, or as soon as you get in front of a computer, that's vote.freetalklive.com. Then shoot out an email or instant message to a friend or two, or three or ten, and uh, ask them to vote at vote.freetalklive.com, because the higher up we are on that top ten chart, the more people are going to notice Free Talk Live, the more people will listen and discover the message of freedom and liberty, and that's a good thing. So vote.freetalklive.com. Talking about a financial crisis, it's been building for uh, several years now, and Wayne, you've been keeping your eye on it, and uh, essentially, as I understand it, and if I'm wrong, please correct me, but as I understand it, a bunch of people got loans that probably shouldn't have gotten loans in this sort of Feeding frenzy, as you put it, in the housing market, and uh, they got these very high-rate uh, mortgages, and or loans, and or adjustable-rate mortgages to where... Well, they rates, were low at
3: first. Right. They were these real low come-on rates. Those People, 1%! Yeah. It's kind of like when you go to buy a car and they ask you what payment you can afford. Right. And the same thing was Don't happening in mortgages. Yeah, exactly. And, and a lot of people's incomes were being falsified
1: even by the loan officers yep. mm-hmm. just I, to get them in loans.
2: I would agree with that. It's, they they it's just couldn't check those things.
1: They didn't care. So all of this is coming to a hilt at this point because people are starting to default on their mortgages, mm-hmm. in that they can't pay the exorbitant costs that they've they've come they've turned into. So they're bailing out on their houses. The houses are going back onto the market at closeout rates, and that's all bringing prices down in the housing market,
3: and it, that's bad. It's just beginning. And and what Cato had mentioned about parallels to the Great Depression, I would say yes. In fact, I think today it's worse. I think we're probably in the greatest financial peril as a nation than we've ever been in the history of this country. There's more debt mounted than ever before. Uh, the, David Walker is the Comptroller General of, of the uh, Government Accountability Office, and he, sh- he appeared on 60 Minutes last Sunday night, and he was discussing the federal budget outlook. Now, don't forget, there's a lot of different factors here besides... Mortgages in the housing market. You've mm-hmm. got the the federal budget. The whole federal government uh, model is is a broken business model, and sure. and that's going to implode too. And they're they're not going to have the money to bail people out. In the well, they will pa- keep printing it as fast yeah, as they can. Well, for a while, but that'll collapse too. Right. You'll have hyperinflation, but then eventually, people will be burning money rather than wood in their <laughs> in their stoves, like in Weimar Germany. That's what we're coming
2: to. I you know well I it, it maybe maybe not you know you know um is is the housing market taking a hit. Yes, that's true. Um, Who knows how far it's going to go down? There's no way to tell. Um, The stock market had a a little trouble back in 2001, but it's back up to highs above where it's ever been. It's taken a couple of hits in the um, the last week, but I I just don't expect it to... That's a as Wayne's pointed out the
1: stock market's not a real... It's not really something you should look at.
3: It's not, because that's in nominal terms. Uh, The price of everything else has gone up. See, the stock market was really... Until uh, the last six months, the stock market went down, then it was really flat. Mm -hmm. For about five years. And really, it was going down because the price of everything else was going higher. So in real terms, the stock market plunged. But they disguised that by, by inflating. So they've doubled the so money supply. Tell.
2: Yeah, they doubled the money supply in the last five to six that's years. That's true with houses too. I mean, houses. Uh, part of the reason that houses went up was supply and demand. The other reason was because of inflation. Um, mm-hmm. you know, that's true. R- real and uh, what the, what they're telling us about and what now they're not we have telling inflation
1: and the housing prices are going down. So right. they're not keeping up but with that, inflation that, anymore. That, but but, that probably, but
2: the, it, the reason the people were um, investors were snatching up houses at that time. So you had them in the market. They're getting out of the market. They're they're getting. You know, I've still got a place to live i'll just you know, know, right i'm gonna to have to lose some money on this investment house but you know no biggie it's not where i live so um they're getting out of the market that's where um i i, I feel like there's there's a plateau coming um it that's what I see. I'm not well, the expert nobody can that these predict, guys are. Nobody can
1: predict anything. There's a lot oh, of right. E-
2: right. There's a lot of experts, um, and you know they they don't agree on this particular. You may say that
1: the, the plateau's coming, and that may be true. There it might be, be a plateau. It may not. But it's only a, if, if there is a plateau, it's only going to be a plateau until the next drop.
2: That doesn't. I, that's not, There's no well, guarantee of that. Well, houses. There, people still need to live at houses. The financial
1: Ian. system that we have here is guaranteed to fail eventually. That much is true. I mean, all fiat currencies have failed over history. And so whether it's next year or 20 years down the line, it's going to fail. Unless they maybe bring out the Amero and try to fool everybody again. All fiat currencies
2: have failed, but all governments have failed. You can't plan for those sort of eventualities. You don't know when it's going to happen. Well, you You can plan.
1: You You can uh, try not to get in debt and uh, collect as many assets as you can. You 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 don't want to be
2: too deep in debt at any point, that's for sure. Especially when deflation hits. See,
3: during a period of inflation... Debt can be You can work with a little bit of debt, mm-hmm. but when you hit deflation, if you have debt, then you're really in trouble, because then it's harder to get the money to pay that back.
1: So what's this guy, the comptroller, saying? I didn't get to that
3: point. Well, he's been saying for a long time that, that the United States is a broken business model, but I guess he was on 60 Minutes last Sunday night, and uh, he said basically his theme was simple. The government entitlement spending is like a runaway freight train headed straight at America American taxpayers. Mm. And he singled out the Medicare prescription drug uh, bill. Which was passed by Congress at the end of nineteen. Or I'm sorry, 2003, as probably the most fiscally irresponsible piece of legislation since the 60s, hmm. which I agree with. That's crazy. And in the past, he's also talked about other things, but he, he's also talking about the level of debt that we have, and it's. And we've said this before in the show that it's actually more than the eight trillion that they're saying because it, it, it's basically they're not accounting for future obligations. Got it. Right.
1: So he's saying financial disaster impending.
3: Yes. And that just means the government's not going to have as much money to, to bail people out. See, one of the things they learned in the 80s, the late 80s, when the last time they had a, a big housing bust was try to keep people in their houses as long as possible, even if they're defaulting. So they're going to try to work with people who are mm-hmm. defaulting on their loans to try to keep them in there because that way the house, price of houses won't plunge as quickly and maybe some of these bonds won't default as quickly. that, that uh, The bonds that are sold against... To slow against,
1: the fall. Yeah, to slow the fall, exactly. So you're going to see some of that. But it seems to be so widespread that it's a little scary right now. one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. 259 9231 If you've got comments on uh, financial matters or whatever else is on your mind, the toll-free number for you, 800-259-9231. And my house is for sale down in Florida. You can uh, <laughs> so check is it mine. out dot nice house.freetalklive.com. That's where you want to go to, uh, to take a look at the details there. Uh, if you ever want a nice little vacation home or something like that, it's uh, only miles away from the beach, and uh, I need to sell. So make me an offer. <laughs> it's
3: a nice house, too.
1: All right uh there's an update here uh we're, we'll talk about the immigration thing in hour number 2 but i just spotted this over the break and since we talked about it over, over the, i think it was over the weekend the story about the dc madam yeah remember this yeah uh essentially mark i think you did the story there's a woman who's been busted for running a a, a well a, a prostitution service an outcall service and she had threatened To release, what was it, 46 pounds full of uh, pounds of paper, uh, information, phone records with D.C. area phone numbers. People calling from their homes, maybe representatives, senators. Definitely. uh, Elected officials, bureaucrats, people like that calling her service and and essentially ordering prostitutes. Not that there's anything wrong with... uh, Engaging in consensual sex for money, I don't have a problem with that. It's just that it's illegal and these are the types of people that talk about how these things should be illegal that are making these calls.
2: These are the the same people making the laws that are breaking the laws.
1: Well, here's the latest uh, from the smoking gun. Federal prosecutors want to gag an indicted former D.C. madam who's recently threatened to go public with details about her former customers. A motion filed Monday in U.S. uh, District Court. Investigators are seeking a protective order. Hmm, who are they protecting? Covering discovery material to be provided to Deborah Palfrey and her lawyers, Palfrey was indicted on racketeering and money laundering charges stemming from her operation of her escort service, which closed last summer after 13 years in business. In their motion, uh, government lawyers claim that some discovery documents contain personal information about Palfrey's former Johns and prostitutes that is sensitive. The prosecution filing doesn't detail the nature of this confidential information, though the identity of Palfrey's D.C. customers would surely be cloaked if the protective order was signed by Judge uh, Kessler. According to the prosecution motion, while Palfrey and her lawyers would be able to use the discovery material to help prepare for a defense... They would not be allowed to disclose the documents to anyone else, nor use the material for other purposes. Palfrey, whose assets were frozen late last year, has recently floated the idea of selling her escort business's phone records. She's also, quote, made statements that could be considered veiled threats to cause embarrassment to former customers and employees. Oh, those poor, poor politicians. What have they gotten themselves into? Pull up your pants. Do you you think Mm -hmm. their prosecutors will be able to help them out in this case? Will they be able to save them? Or will the uh, information accidentally
2: leak out? Well, um, do they have all of her records? I mean... I don't think they she, do. She must have her records. And They're just I, trying to gag her. Well, They're just trying well, to say, hey, you, you can't do that. I hope she made copies. Well, I, you know, <laughs> I, I think that she should be able to do whatever she wants with her records. I agree completely. And I wonder if, uh,
1: if they've actually filed for the gag order. They haven't been granted it yet. If they filed for it, does she still have a window of time where she can just, bam, get it out the door and just sell it to somebody? Swear? Oh, you just didn't gag me fast enough, guys. Darn. I, I wonder. It's going to be interesting to see what happens in this case. We'll keep you up to date on it as we learn more. 800-259-9231. On the way, immigration. And Bill Gates. We'll yes. find out what that's all about. This is your show. It is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You bring up what you want. Toll-free number, 800-259-9231, the packet, 8.net, toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can uh, join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there are completely free. Once again, that is freetalklive.com. Got immigration to talk about this hour and your calls about anything. Since the show is about your calls, we start the hour with them. Let's go to Zach in South Carolina on the amplifier line. Hello, Zach. Zach. Hey. hey, What's up?
5: with going in to talk about a piece of legislation that's in the South Carolina State House right now and it passed the passed the Rush Senate about two weeks ago and it would require anyone arrested for a felony or a crime that carries a five year sentence to submit a DNA sample for a state database.
1: Ew Yucky Yikes, that's even worse than fingerprints. But I guess that's what they're yeah. probably going to use as the excuse. They're going to say, well, they're already giving their fingerprints up. What's a little What's a little cotton swab? That's kind of disturbing. Yeah, and I've
5: written my um, senator and representative, but I haven't heard back from either of them yet.
1: Yikes. Well... You know, that's what's happening around the country is more and more of this sort of police state mentality, uh, government collecting information, government creating databases, government uh, knowing more and more about your personal life and, in this case, about your biological makeup, it's it's very disturbing and frightening, and it's just one more reason to get involved in the Free State Project. Zach, thank you for the call. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231, is, as update after update continues to roll in from people around the country, giving us the latest on what new totalitarian-esque laws they're having mm. passed uh, that's just going to drive more people to the Free State Project, as that's far right. as I'm concerned. And you
3: know, technology is neutral. It can be good or bad. It can be used for good or a evil. A double-edged sword. It is sure is. And and it's it, you can see how the wrong
1: people, the, the predators, get, get a hold of this technology, how it can be used for evil. I saw something, speaking of technology and evil, I saw a headline, and I didn't get a chance to click on it, uh, but I I was curious about it. Apparently the Navy is researching a vomit ray. Yeah. We had already talked about how the uh, one of the branches of the military already has a heat ray of some sort yeah. that they pointed at you and it makes you uh, makes you feel like your skin's burning off. Uh so they've already got that. Now they're looking at an into a vomit ray.
2: I I, I do like that they're not um wanting to kill us uh as much as they just want to cow you into submission, but Well,
1: it's all about control.
2: Yeah, it's well, You to you be. can't
1: you don't want to kill off the people that are paying the taxes. You just want them controlled. I you w- if you in get like back she,
3: if you can make them, if they can make you vomit, you can vomit on them.
1: Yeah, well, I think it's going to be from a distance, unfortunately.
2: Yeah, I'm afraid so.
1: That's what these are intended for. They're intended for crowd control. Um, you know, if in case uh, people get start getting angry about this government that we have and decide to take take it to the streets, uh, they're going to turn these weapons against the American people. Now, they're making, they're using the excuse of, well, we need it over in Iraq. That's why we need these, uh, these weapons. Of course we do. But they've been... We won't use them on Americans. Well, they've been taking them around, uh, right around in the United States. In fact, I saw a story recently. Somebody emailed it to me, and I don't know if I can pull it up fast enough. We might have to do it after the... Oh, no, here it is. This one's really spooky. We're talking about the American military using... It's uh, it's equipment on the American people, and actually the website's not responding. So I'll have to see if I can get it up later on. But essentially the short version of the story is that they were doing these military exercises. I think it was in Arizona. These military exercises in somebody's neighborhood. Just There was a Vietnam veteran sitting watching his television one night. He heard gunfire outside, and of course you know how some vietnam veterans are they flash back they uh these aren't things you want to hear after you've already been in uh, in the heat of battle and uh, and he obviously was um more than curious about what in the hell was going on outside turns out the us military was running through his neighborhood shooting blanks and essentially on this pretend mission that uh, there were terrorists in the area or something like that. It was, oh some my sort God. Of a, it was some sort of a training mission. Virtually nobody had been informed, not that informing anyone would make it okay um, for them to just run through your neighborhood firing blanks. Um, I mean, what a, what a frightening situation going yeah. on right here in America. And it's not the first time this has happened either.
3: I
2: wonder uh, how many people had heart attacks and died.
3: Yeah, all I've got to say for members of our military is think about what you're doing, guys. Think about what you're doing and think about the orders you're following. Most orders are probably okay, but but you got to think. You can't just act blindly.
1: I think that's a, that's a good suggestion. Uh, just think. <laughs> They're not one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. We're going to talk immigration, here. Mark.
2: You well, I was just I'm going to say the military and militaries everywhere are really not uh, set up for people for people to think. They're set up for people to follow orders. It's just uh, really just sad story after sad story here. I wish we had a bunch of
1: good news to report. But unfortunately, New Bedford, Massachusetts, the AP reporting now that dozens of young children were stranded at schools and with babysitters after their parents were rounded up by federal authorities who raided a leather goods maker suspected of hiring illegal immigrants. Authorities said Wednesday, it has happened again. Raid After raid, Mm -hmm. after raid. We are destroying our economy from the inside out. Yep. Immigration officials said 327 of the 500 employees of Michael Bianco Incorporated, mostly women, were detained Tuesday by immigration officials for possible deportation as illegal aliens. About 100 children were stuck with babysitters, caretakers, and others said Corrine Williams, uh, director of the Community Economic Development Center of Southeastern Massachusetts. She said, quote, we're continuing to get stories today about infants that were left behind. It's been a widespread humanitarian crisis here in New Bedford. Hmm. Company owner Francisco uh, Francisco Insolia, whose 50 and three top managers were all arrested. A fifth person was taken on charges of helping workers obtain fake identification. Authorities allege Insulia oversaw sweatshop conditions so he could meet the demands of $91 million in U.S. military contracts. It's an interesting twist. Authorities released 45 detainees who were sole caregivers to children. No more releases were planned, said the spokes bureaucrat for ICE, Immigrations and Customs Enforcement. Eight pregnant women were also released for humanitarian reasons. But the rest of those kids, screw them. Hundred kids.
2: Moms are gone. Well, I Just mean, obviously, out. obviously they have dads, um, but y- you know, that's not necessarily obvious. Those dads might not be around. That's what they said, though. Those they said that they were not. They were not the primary caregivers. Uh, it, says, the, uh, sole, sole caregivers. Yeah. it says sole caregivers.
1: It says a hundred children were stuck with babysitters, caretakers, and others. So yeah, well, they're saying they're not the sole caretakers because they had a babysitter. But right. you, you can only pay for so long. To I'm not have sure that that's babysitter. what that means.
3: The real question is who, who was supposed to pick them up that day from school.
1: Those still in custody were given the option of letting their children stay with a guardian or putting them in state care, said the bureaucrat. Investigators said the workers toiled in dingy conditions and faced onerous fines, such as a $20 charge for talking while working and spending more than two minutes in the bathroom. So uh, ICE is trying to uh, make themselves look like they're the heroes here, that right. they well, saved these immigrants.
2: Sending them back to Mexico rather than these sweatshop conditions here in Bedford, Mass., you know, um, the, the this can only go one of two ways. You can only have either a. Um, if we crack down on illegal immigrants, mm-hmm. the uh, the the new Jews, um, then you're going to have yeah, like that. Yeah. more yeah. and more of this, which is uh, you know raids, random checkpoints. Um, the police state's going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And so, therefore, um, being against illegal, Im- you know, Im- immigration in general in the United States is being against freedom. That's right. Um, the other choice is we do something about welfare um, in this country. We stop welfare because really our immigration problem is a welfare problem. Yes. These people in the factory aren't collecting welfare. They costs. aren't, no. Um, it, but they may very well be getting WIC or using uh, the hospital emergency services without paying for them. All those things um, you know, make, make America an attractive place to come. And if we do away with those things, only people who want to come here and earn a living for their families will come. What's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with that.
1: They were given no options. It's either here or the risk of no income at all. Clearly, they were exploited because of the fact they were here illegally, said uh, U.S. Attorney Michael Sullivan. So, okay, let's make it so they can't be exploited anymore. Let's, uh, as you say, get rid of welfare, open Mm -hmm. the borders so people can come here as they please fully legally that's right. it's legal if if we get rid of the immigration department then it becomes de facto legal for people to cross borders freely and right. so then they can't be exploited by uh, an evil corporate guy
2: well yeah and the, the way that is is that you know if, if uh, the, you know Corporation X hires an illegal immigrant and the immigrant um, says well you know I can get a better pay at Cor- Corporation Y um, you know business Y the um, business X can say oh no you're not leaving or I'm calling ice on you so they're essentially a slave. One eight hundred two
1: five nine ninety two thirty one. Do you? Uh, how do you feel about the immigration situation? Are you someone who might have shift, might have shifted your perspective over time as you've uh, seen the police state on the rise as a result of these immigration restrictions and rules? One 9231 five nine ninety two thirty one. We'll find out what Bill Gates thinks about all this on the way. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You bring up anything toll-free, 800-259-9231, the packet8.net toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Wayne and Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got a lot of features. They're all totally free, the updates included. Whenever you want to know what's going on with the show, we'll send you the information to your email box if you're signed up on the updates list. Updates.freetalklive.com will get you on it for free, of course. That's updates.freetalklive.com.
2: SACL CAI has a full-orbed approach to account recovery. It's it's really three companies in one. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged, charged-off receivables. SACL knows that the way they treat your customers reflects on you. Their staff is respectful, they record every call, and they have the best equipment money can buy so that your business is handled as efficiently as possible. See their banner at freetalklive.com or call one 800 Five four four six three five nine. That's eight hundred five four four six three five nine. Do business with businesses that support FTL.
1: So we were talking a few moments ago about another raid on another American business producing products for Americans and people around the world. In fact, they even had military contracts. This particular company, and we've apparently arrested over three. We meaning the government has uh, the government has arrested over three hundred people. Most of them women leaving their children to essentially stay where they were at the time they were sitting with a, if they were with a babysitter they would stay there if they were in somebody else's custody uh they would stay there essentially they've separated once again m- uh, mothers From their children, and probably in some cases fathers from their children, as they've been doing over the past year or so, ever since this new immigration crackdown has begun here in America. And it's really scary to me what's going on here. It's even scarier that Americans are cheering this on, that Americans could possibly see, uh, supposedly freedom-loving Americans could possibly see a news story like this on the, the television or hear it on the radio and say to themselves, Yeah! Yeah, that'll show those uh, Mexicans. That'll show those illegals. Yeah, we'll teach them a lesson.
2: You know, the more I look at, I just can't come up with anything um, out of this illegal issue, but either uh, people that are against illegal aliens are either A, uh, bigots, or B, um, socialists in that they want to um, stop uh, competition in the marketplace. Competition helps Everyone. Yes, it does. It really does. Even the people being competed against. It may not be easy, and it may not be fun, but it makes you better. You know, it's also competition for welfare checks. I guess. What's yeah. that? Yeah. Uh,
1: the, the, the illegal aliens. Yes, exactly. Ah, Maybe I,
3: people see it as, as uh, resources being taken away from them. May, that name. may be the issue. I don't know.
1: Well, there's definitely. I I definitely agree with Mark in that there are certainly a number of people that feel threatened by immigration. Uh, they feel like they're taking our jobs. You know, I've heard that a million times.
3: The, the herd has been stirred into a frenzy.
1: When, when in fact, they're not taking your jobs. There's no, you don't own your job. Um, and in addition, when new people come into a marketplace, there's new demand. So new services need to be provided for those people. Uh, new products or products right. need to be sold to those people. They right, need to be creating jobs. Right. They're they're creating jobs as much as they're taking jobs, so-called. So it's just full. The people that are for. The crackdown on illegal immigration are just full of misinformation. They're either you forgot they could be possibly completely ignorant, like they've just not heard the truth, right? Um, and they haven't actually. Uh, I guess, just heard propaganda. I
2: guess it's the ignorance is is definitely an issue. Um, you know, it's in a that, huge issue. In but my opinion. if it's you listen mis- to this show, we've, we we've talked about it many many times. So if you're holding on to it, then you know it's just got to be one of those two options, right?
1: one 800 let us check in with Bill Gates, uh, the president, or former president, I think he's sort of semi-retired at this point, of Microsoft.
3: The chairman. Yes, from today's Financial Times, Gates warns on U.S. immigration curbs. Bill Gates, the chairman of Microsoft, warned today that restrictions on the number of skilled workers allowed to enter the U.S. put the country's competitiveness at risk. The comments mark the latest attack on restrictive U.S. immigration policies by the technology industry, which is facing a shortage of skilled workers, even as the demand for their skills is increasing. Oh, boy. Speaking before the Senate Committee on Health, Education, Labor, and Pensions, Mr. Gates said that tighter U.S. immigration policies, governed partly by concerns over terrorism, were driving away the world's best and brightest precisely when we need them the most. Mm. Uh, it makes no sense. Well, those,
1: those people that they're driving away aren't going to stop being uh, bright. They're just going to take their skills to India or wherever it is China. that they're going to, wherever it is they're going to be allowed to come and work. That's right. And then that means that the business that would normally be going to the companies that would have hired them here in the United States to <laughs> develop new products and solutions and engineer things, that business is going to go somewhere else. So that's going dis- to that's going to again help to destroy the economy. It's not just all about the low end factory workers. It's also about the uh, the higher end more. Uh, uh, more educated workers,
3: and in some cases, uh, people are even more afraid of the higher and more intelligent ones because maybe they're sure. more likely to be a terrorist.
1: Well, look at the engine. Well, also look at the engineering schools. There are a lot of people that are upset. A lot of Americans, these sort of uh, national centric Americans, nationalists, that are upset that. Well, look at the statistics. They're, all of these immigrants are coming in here and taking these uh, engineering school positions. There's ninety percent of them are, are Indians.
3: Well, why don't you teach your kid? Uh, to go to take math and maybe major in engineering. A lot of the kids in school in these government schools that come out of here, they're, they're not uh, they majorly read. Math. That's right. You know, their math skills are down and they can't major in engineering. They well, can't qualify.
2: Um, Americans um, are uh, w- white people in general in the world are the uh, if you take one race, they're the wealthiest of them. These people don't have um, you know the wealthy people don't have a reason to achieve. Whereas people who are lower down on the economic mm. strata, they have a reason to achieve. Another issue is. White people aren't having kids. That's right. They're just not. Eastern, um, Western. I don't happy, know about that. Have you ever been to a trailer park? I, you know, the poor <laughs> ones are and the rich ones yeah, aren't. But, you but you know I mean, something? I'm sorry that all yeah. of uh, all of them, all of us, all uh, in America, our um, standard of living continues to go up. You know, some go down, but um, largely it goes up. And so the, the you know you know the old saying, the rich get richer and the poor have kids. You know, a, f- a friend of mine had shared this with me
3: uh, last week, and he was saying that. Uh, people in america the white people in america you you might say um have been taxed to death in the last 30 years they can't afford to have more kids
1: i can't afford to have kids
2: Well, they can because um they, they could choose to do that they just don't see having kids and then keeping their lifestyle exactly the same way it is and that's really the issue um well no I agree with Wayne.
1: I mean it's just a fact. I mean you you have a kid, that's a cost.
2: It is a cost. Huge. It's your an, li- it's your a lifestyle liability. is going to take a hit. Absolutely. Yeah. But um you know how are the poor people having kids? Welfare? Yeah. Well, you know, it's not a that's that's not affecting that's their a lot life. Of it. It's not affecting their lifestyle, but they still um spend you know, money on kids that they wouldn't be spending otherwise. They're, well, they're just living at home with mom, choosing to do it. Most of them are having kids younger before they, they have a chance Julia, to, decision, Julia to make a decision. Julia
1: always tells me about her uh, her old friends from high school all getting knocked up, having kids. She's got old friends that are living with their parents mm-hmm. with two kids in their early twenties, and and it's just mind blowing to me. She was telling me this today. One of them, this girl with two kids living with parents, is now considering having another child. Mm, good oh, idea. It's, it's like a disease almost, an infection. Stop it. 1-800-259-9231. If you know people like this, you want to tell your story. But what, more with Bill Gates. Yeah, he, he
3: goes on to say that it makes no sense to tell well-trained, highly skilled individuals, many of whom are educated at our top colleges and universities, that the United States does not welcome or value them. Mr. Gates said, America will fi- find it inde- in infinitely more difficult to maintain its technological leadership if it shuts out the very people who are most able to help us compete. Sure
1: will. They'll all go to South Korea. That's right. one 800 Assuming there's a South Korea in five years. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> you think North Korea... I, mean, I guess the only way there wouldn't be South Korea is if they got nuked, right? No,
2: if, they could just roll across the border.
1: You think North Korea could defeat South Korea's military?
2: Yes. Oh, all
1: right. the packet 8.net, toll-free line for you. You take control of the airwaves. More on the way, including the Pledge of Allegiance. We'll talk about that. Your calls as well. This is Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You bring up anything toll-free, 800-259-9231. The Packet8.net toll-free line for you. It's Ian here with you. And
3: Wayne. And Mark.
1: 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features totally free, including the live streams. There's a broadband version of the show awaiting you, as well as a dial-up version, both of them free at freetalklive.com. And is there a young person that's important to you? Give them financial literacy. A Kid's Journey to Getting Rich by Jewel Thornton shows kids how to grow up financially free, save early and often, and how to develop passive income streams, the key to financial freedom. The average college student graduates with $7,000 in credit card debt alone. That's no way to start a life. Buy them a kid's journey to getting rich at akidsjourney.com or call 1-800-657-5066. That's akidsjourney.com, 800-657-5066. So we are talking about immigration, but also about uh, economics as well, because they're inevitably tied in together. And Bill Gates has had a few things to say, a few choice words, which I agree with. Um, He's pointing out that this isn't all about the low-paid factory workers that we uh, talked about earlier in the hour, but it's also about the highly skilled, highly educated engineering types, the design people that are coming over here or had been coming over here to to take jobs in the tech sector out in places like California and and other places as well. And Bill Gates essentially is saying, hey, you're making this more difficult for people to come here, uh, not just with more restrictions and rules, but also we read a story a few weeks ago about how they're increasing the fees they're in they're increasing the cost for people to come here you're giving people reason after reason to just say eh, you know that, that whole america thing it's not what it's cracked up to be it's not uh it's not freedom anymore you know I, I might as well just stay here in india or go to south korea or hong kong or mm-hmm. somewhere else where uh, where i can enjoy my life
3: and our schools are not turning out nearly as many engineers per capita as they did 50 years ago
2: As far as Americans? Yes, Americans. Not not even close. Not even
3: close. And that's, that's so vital.
2: People don't realize how important engineers are to society. Sure. You know, they're the ones that design engines. They're they the ones build that design yeah, everything that gets built. An so, engineer designs it.
1: If all the engineers are in other countries, or good, or the majority of them are in other countries, then all the stuff is going to be designed there. It's, of course, going right. to be manufactured there. and They're not going to send their manufacturing to America. And uh, so we're going to be essentially spending more money outside of it.
2: Currently, them. that's sort of, um, you know, our mostly our role in the world is to design things and then send it out to other countries now we don't. Now we won't have that. Right, right. We won't have anything. We'll be nothing but the... Uh, you know the rich guy who's consuming everything everybody's going to be, be rich for long leeching their leeching our money off and it'll go away and you know there's also there's also a delusion
3: among a lot of our leaders that they think we can be the marketing arm for the rest of the world's manufacturing, but that's not going to happen either. The rest of the world is going to figure out how to market as well. Sure, they will. And how to design and do graphic arts and all that stuff. They can and build
2: websites too. Yeah, they yeah. can build websites too. If you th- yeah, if you think that the world um, needs us to draw their pictures for them, you're out <laughs> of your mind. Yeah, they
1: cer- right. they certainly are out of their minds. In fact, Bill Gates has figured it out, and I think he had a couple more comments.
3: Yeah, uh, looking over his comments, one that I found really interesting is he says he felt deep anxiety about the U.S.'s ability to remain competitive. And if it did not act quickly to improve education, invest in basic science research, and reform its immigration policies, we were going to be in big trouble, just like we were just saying. He said, these reforms do not pit U.S. workers against those foreign-born, he said. Far from displacing U.S. workers, highly skilled foreign-born workers will continue to function as they always have, as job creators.
1: Absolutely, Very profound. he's absolutely right, because they're, de- they're designing new products, they're designing new services, new things for people to buy, and that, inesh- that means that people are going to need to sell those things, That's and right. market those things, mm-hmm. and build yeah. those things. These people
3: are, are like the engines of our productive real economy which is shrinking we have to grow our real economy again if we if we're going to have any economic viability going forward
2: and you know um and the other thing that uh, not only do companies um find it cheaper to go to other countries um and you know therefore uh you know operate more cheaply in other countries you know we really can't provide the world with stuff either if we have all these high you know, government mandated union wages we have all these high uh, minimum wage all OSHA. those kind of things um essentially you know, if you were to get rid of the minimum wage, it wouldn't affect the average Americans or even uh, most people um, who are currently in America's wages. It would affect people coming here who have, um, you know, can't, can't speak English very well. And those people would be able to work for some lower wage, America would have this base that it could produce stuff from again, again. that would be, that would be um, saleable to the rest of the world.
3: And don't forget this massive trade deficit we're building up allows foreign countries to build up these massive stockpiles of dollars. Mm-hmm. Then they go and they buy our companies and move them to their country with all the know-how, all the technology, all the patents, and we lost them.
1: And and the the government has paved the way for all of yep. this to happen mm-hmm. with their regulations well, the and their people rules. people too.
2: Well, the uh, American people have yeah. allowed it. They've just sat by. They American people haven't actually done anything. In this they just particular That's instance, the problem. They've, they've done supported nothing. it though. Yeah. It's because well, we, we we have to have living wages and we have to keep out the immigrants and, and those True. kind of attitudes have, you know, just rocketed us in this direction. Yep.
3: Mhm. And, you know, it was funny as I was listening to a radio show the, the, the other day about equal pay for d- people with the same job, whether they're men or women or whatever. Well, basically, you know, people are, are equal under the law. People have equal rights. But, but everyone's different. No one's the same. And everybody right. should go out and try to make the most they can for what they do. Sure. But this, this notion that everybody should make the same amount or make a minimum wage is silly.
1: Yes, it is. And it's dangerous. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. The Packet Eight dot net toll free line for you. So people are out there waving their flags, waving their American flags, and shouting from the rooftops that America is the best. At at the same time, we're destroying the country from the inside. It's just amazing, and they don't see it happening. Right. They have been completely educated, uh ignorant, as uh, our friend Gene Ray would say, <laughs> educated, uh, educated stupid. Educated stupid. <laughs> uh. And by the government school system, the government school, the uh, government has taken control of education in America, and it has wrecked people as oh, a yeah. result. It has wrecked your brain, <laughs> and uh, I don't know. I mean, we, only time will tell if we're going to be able to turn this around. And I really believe that that the Free State Project is our only chance at uh, at having a and having an opportunity at, at freedom again, having a shot at freedom. Because as as things start to get worse here in this country. As more jobs, again, uh, continue to go overseas, as more people just decide, you know what, that old america thing we 're not even we 're not even going to bother trying to immigrate there there 's way too much it 's a police state I mean after they crack down so hard and businesses are getting raided there's going to be random roadblocks there's going to be all kinds of police state tactics going on nobody's going to want to come here businesses are going to want to leave the the country's going to continue to just get worse and worse then what's the government solution going to be then the I mean, government always has another solution in its bag of tricks oh <laughs> we okay uh, yeah, we might have caused this problem over here but Try this on for size. See how this new government program fits. What's the solution going to be next as the as uh, the housing market just dies off, as the economy starts to just bomb out? Uh, what's the government solution going to be, Wayne? And what do you think uh, they're going to pull out of their bag of tricks?
3: Uh, they've painted themselves into a real corner with, with the really artificially low interest rates and all the things they've been doing. In the last 10 or 20 years. And speaking of education, I remember in the 60s when the federal government started to get, get involved in education. That's when education in this country really started to go downhill. Sure, true. And that's the, true. And the more education legislation they pass, the more they're going to mess up our schools and our competitiveness and uh, the ability for us to start businesses and create uh, wealth in this country.
1: It's amazing uh, what's what's happening here. I, yeah. I agree with you that they're backed into a corner. A- at a certain point, they aren't going to be able to pull a trick out of their bag uh, and make it look like they're fixing everything. Right. We're screwed, hey, and we're going to be screwed at a certain point. Inflation and then deflation.
2: Another thing we haven't looked at is um, America's economy is built on small business. Mm-hmm. Um, immigrants have a larger percentage of opening their own their, their own businesses the na- than, um, the than than native Americans do. Um, we are, I mean, really, really people. We are breaking our own backs with this immigration uh, policy that we have. Now, I'm not saying that we should um, let every immigrant in the world come here and uh, suck off the tea to the state. I think we should get rid of all welfare and all rules. Give
1: the state a mastectomy is what uh, we should do.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Get rid of all welfare and all rules that require companies to... uh, you know, treat people fairly and, all, you know, as far as, um, you know, hospitalization, that yep. kind of thing. I don't see any reason why, um, you know, a hospital should be required to provide a, a certain level of service to somebody they know that is not going to pay. I think that they will provide a certain level of service, but let the hospitals decide that decide that on their own. Exactly right. Your thoughts?
1: 800-259-9231. Are you someone who's in favor of immigration restrictions? Please, we'd love to hear from you. Haven't actually had a good call from an immigration supporter in a long time on this show. 1-800-259-9231. You want to talk about the direction the country's going in, how we can turn it around, we'd love to hear from you on that, or whatever's on your mind. In fact, Daniel is on the line in California. We'll go to him, your calls as well. 800-259-9231. Take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. This is free talk live you take control of the airways via the toll-free number if you'd like 800-259-9231 that's the packet, 8.net, toll so free live for you, one eight hundred two five nine It is Ian here with you. And Wayne and Mark. And, of course, you can join us on our website, freetalklive.com, the place to go, all the features completely free. But we do ask that you voluntarily support the show by becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier, as over 340 of our listeners have decided to do. It's three bucks a month. That's what we're asking for. Totally voluntary option. And the idea is simple. You send in three bucks a month, and so do all those other people. And we total it all up, and uh, we take that money in, and we... Uh, Turn It Around into Purchasing Advertising, Uh, AMP stands for Advertise, Market and Promote. So it's a great way to support the show that you like and help us get on more radio stations around the country, because that's one of the things we're doing with the money is we're buying ads in Talkers Magazine, sort of the industry publication for talk radio. Also, we're going to be going to a convention starting tomorrow, as a matter of fact, in Los Angeles. Early tomorrow. Yeah, so we're leaving uh, 6.30 in the morning, going out uh, to the West Coast. And uh, we're going there because of the amplifiers. If it were not for the amp program, we would not be able to go to that convention. And I know you probably would prefer that we stayed home because we're not going to be doing live shows from the convention. Um, but it's important for us to be there because then we get to be seen by the muckety-mucks, by the big wigs in the industry. Schmooze. Uh, schmoo- it's a schmooze fest. That's all it is. And so we you know, we walk around. We uh, talk. Meet the uh, the important people you know in the if business. somebody
2: if somebody gets a personal relation uh, you know sort of feeling going on with us, they like us for whatever reason, mm-hmm. they're likely to carry us on their radio station. well
1: no we, last year when we went to this very same convention, it was in washington d c It was the first convention we'd ever gone to. so this will be our second time at the what they call the talk radio seminar. it's radio and records magazine. Mm-hmm. The first time we were there, we essentially closed the deal. On uh on our station in uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan. Yeah. On our first Clear Channel affiliate, we met Phil Tower, the program director, in person. He'd he'd talked to me on the phone a few times before that, and I'd had good rapport with him and everything. But it was that face-to-face meeting where we overcame his objections and uh, and essentially got, he didn't sign a contract at that point, but no. we essentially got him to agree to run right.
2: the show. Right, he, he got to see we were real people, we were really committed to this Um, yep. you know, people that aren't committed aren't going to come to the talk radio seminar, they're not going to pack their stuff, you know, their stuff for three days they're not going to come there and spend the money we're committed, we're going to be doing Free Talk Live the rest of our lives so
1: AMP allows us to uh, to show that commitment to the industry and also to buy advertisements on the internet and everything else there's a list of the things we're doing with the money so head over to amp.freetalklive.com to get on board with that there's also milestones as well involved so once we reach uh, a certain point which is very close the 2500 a month point we're mm-hmm. going to be launching the webcam in fact i could see us doing that after we return from the uh from the convention if all goes well because mm-hmm. we are darn we're within striking distance really uh at this point let's go to the phones you could take control of the airwaves so again once again um head over to amp.freetalklive.com to support the show let's talk to daniel in california you're on free talk live with ian wayne and mark hello daniel Daniel in California? Daniel. Daniels? Is Daniel there? Going twice. Daniel dinner. in California? Daniel, it's dinner time. All right, let's try Jason in Pennsylvania on the amplifier line. You're on Free Talk Live. Jason, hello. Hey, guys, how tell you doing tonight? Great, what's up? Hello. Oh, hey, um, oh now we've got a problem. <laughs> hang on, Jason, I'm putting you on hold because you're a uh, patient like that. Is that Daniel saying hello? Yes,
6: this is Daniel.
1: Daniel, you're on the air. What's on your mind?
6: Hey, I just—you um, guys are talking about solutions, and, and I believe that. And like Aaron Russell said, that one of the first things that we have to do is—you have to abolish that that Federal, Federal Reserve. I mean, without a doubt. That would go done, a long way to uh, to
3: helping
1: out this country.
3: That's right. Go back at a gold standard and silver.
6: Exactly. I mean, there are some people out there, including my brother, that seems to think that there just isn't enough uh, gold in this world to. Um, to be able to do that, but well, I, how, how could
2: that possibly be that there wouldn't be enough gold? Because I all know. it would do is drive the price up. Um, of you know, uh,
6: you right? Know. If they if they mine the
1: last hunk of gold tomorrow, uh, that would just make it so that uh, you would just have to back the dollars by a little bit less.
6: Or that's right. Like the only question one, one of the people that the only person that I know that's willing to, that said he's willing to do that once he uh, becomes president is. Uh, Ron Paul. So. That's right.
3: That's right. Yeah, the only question really is how much an ounce would be worth. It could be worth $30,000, and then the money could be a fraction of that one ounce. Yeah. So that, that's well, all what, it is. What
6: I want to know, too, is what would happen, and well, say the dollar would fall, right, and there's no, the currency is absolutely, absolutely worth nothing. What would the gold start out selling as?
2: If that's anybody's guess uh, hey, yeah. what Mark, you're we'll doing decide. is you're working from the point of view that the dollar is the um you know it's the reserve currency of the world, like dollars are real and gold's a little less real, and that 's just not the way it is gold's the real part, and the dollars are um are less real and we've been um we've been just bass-ackwards since 1933 no, I'm, I'm on this.
6: I'm actually aware that the dollar is worth absolutely nothing here. I, I,
2: yeah. I, I know, but I'm, I, I'm not pointing at you directly. I'm saying oh. everybody's sort of coming from the point that the dollar is the reserve currency of the world. And it, it has is. been. It has. But, been. It's losing
3: um, its status very quickly you know, now.
2: Even if um, even if they have to create some new name, gold's the real money, yeah. and you know they'll call them um, one. Uh, you know one Penelope, um, and you know they'll they'll sell loaves of bread for that because that's what the real money is. And, ah. and you know if yeah. you have if you have gold and you want to buy bread, and you have dollars and you want to buy bread. People are going to accept the gold of the dollars well, every the time. The
1: market will uh, certainly set the appropriate yep. price, That's right. it's, whatever it's going you, to be. You
3: know what's really interesting is uh, we've all heard the statistic that since the Federal Reserve Act was passed, the dollars lost about 96 or 97% of its purchasing power. Right. Yep. But what people don't say is that between 1800 and 1913, um, what took a dollar to buy in 1800 only cost 79 cents in 1913. There was every of very slight deflation. Which well, is do, either of you
6: be- do either of you believe that the dollar will drop within the next two years? Oh, yes. Crash?
3: It could. There's a chance. They're going to have to go through extraordinary
1: measures to keep the dollar afloat in the next
2: two years. I, I think that, you could, um, that everybody can safely say that the dollar is going to drop in the next two years. Unless, oh, of course of course.
1: They, the, unless th- they pull off a transition to the Amero or something like that to yeah. continue to hide the, uh, the, the scam.
2: But that's not the dollar, though. That, that's well, I mean, a
1: whole look, new look currency.
6: Look at how the pesos ganged on our dollar. Oh, my God. <laughs>
1: that's right. Very good. Hey, uh, Daniel, thank you for the call. We appreciate hearing from you, sir. 800 259 to Jason. Uh, well, sorry about that, Jason. You're back on Free Talk Live.
5: Hey, no problem, guys. Actually, that ties in uh, directly with what I was going to talk about uh, with government spending. Okay. Um, first of all, uh, I, I actually heard recently that a lot of foreign countries are selling off their investment in the dollar. That's right. Um which you know it's kind of scary that they don't they don't believe in our currency. But uh, well, they we can see what
1: they can see what the uh, the American government is doing. They, they're not. Well, I yeah. don't think they're stupid. They must not be. No, I agree. I, I wish I could do the same. Yeah, uh, that's right. It affecting my
5: ability to, to carry on in day to day. Right to buy society. things. That's right.
3: A lot of really intelligent investors that have money now are getting out of dollar denominated assets altogether.
5: Right, I think it, wh- the
2: the best thing to do in that circumstance is to buy gold, whether it's numismatics or bullion. Um, you know, they both have their advantages, but uh, yeah, but
5: you can't walk to the grocery store with an ounce of gold and buy a loaf of bread.
2: <laughs> no, no, I'm not saying that you should have all your money in um, numismatic gold. I'm, You're I'm just talking saying about like, protecting I'm, your-, right. I'm yeah. saying your purchasing power. You should have oh, a yeah, certain yeah. amount of your investment portfolio in it, just in case everything else takes a crap, and you you'll know? at least have twenty percent of your money still in gold. That's right. There, there are also uh, programs yeah, offshore.
1: I'm sorry, you say again, Jason?
5: No, I was just gonna say that's also a good hedge against inflation too.
1: That's, That's right. true. And and you know what? Maybe we can have a situation where you can uh, get rid of your dollars and use an alternative currency. Maybe that can happen within the next decade in New Hampshire uh, as part of the Free State Project. I mean, if we get enough people here that support the idea of alternative uh, metal backed currencies, then we could have essentially uh, the, the Free State currency or the Liberty dollar. Uh, this is it's within our grasp. It's something right. we can do.
2: And something that you could do right what? now is, uh, you know, uh, Midas, one of our sponsors, is, you know, they sell. Luminous Gold, Gold, um, you know, our network basically nice is connected with them. Yeah. What's their website? Uh, that, that would be
5: awesome. The, the thing I actually called about,
2: I know, did I just cut you off? No, you're here. What's up?
1: Go ahead.
5: Sorry about that. Um, was actually government spending and, and actually equating the government spending and, and what our government, especially the uh, particular, the, the national government spends and trying to make it mean something to the average person, which I think. Mm-hmm. Is, is something that that really needs to happen, because too many people just hear all these big numbers, and they think, oh, so what? But I came up with my calculation to, to make it mean something to people that I talk to, and that is that for every billion dollars the American government spends, that's $3.33 out of each individual in your family's pocket. Mm-hmm. So I've got a family of five. They spend a billion dollars on something, that's sixteen dollars and fifty cents roughly
0: okay. per
5: billion dollars that my family here that I have to provide for. So you look at something like the Iraq War, which right now uh, I think the current total is something like four hundred and some I think it was four hundred and six billion was the last I looked up. We I heard know that multiply about. that out uh, multiply that out by sixteen dollars and fifty cents for every person in my or for, for my household mm-hmm. and that means that I am personally being held responsible for six thousand seven hundred dollars worth of this war's debt and to me it's not money that i want to spend
1: yeah where's your return on investment that's right
5: i got no ri
1: in that yeah but you're safer (laughs) now jason you're safe you know
3: i was just talking to some people the other day about this and, and you think about voting i think voting in this country is so overrated because a politician can lie they can promise free stuff you know you have to vote with your checkbook if more things in this country and the world were voluntary, you could basically defund anything you wanted. Now, that's democracy.
1: You know, I actually called. Uh, I called I'll called. i tell you about this in the next hour. And, Jason, thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Thank you. 800-259-9231. I called a talk show this morning that had the local school board members on it. They were talking about um, well, budgets and a bunch of crap. And I asked them, what would it take to make you guys voluntary? I'll tell you what their answer was on the way. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into hour number three, and you can take control of the airwaves. Toll free number for you 800 259 9231, the packet 8.net toll free line. That's 1-800-259-9231. Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. All the features there, completely free. That is, once again, freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project, your only choice for more personal freedom and smaller, less intrusive government. To learn more about joining the Second American Revolution, go to freestateproject.org. That's freestateproject.org. One of the things I love about living here is... In Keene, New Hampshire, part of the, of course, we moved up, as you know, or last year as early movers, part of the Free State Project. One of the things I love is the local talk radio station. And the reason why is because they don't screen their calls at all. You pick up the phone, you call in – Uh, your your call just kind of gets put on hold, probably by the host himself.
2: Right. They don't even ask, you don't even (laughs) give your name. I don't even, I just lay lay right into it. I don't even give my name out. Johnny, I'm Johnny. (laughs) Well,
1: I love, I like giving my name out. I always uh, say it's Ian from Freekeen.com right at the start of my call. That way I get a plug-in for my website Mm -hmm. every single time. Uh, and so I called today because they just had the most boring topic on the air. Uh, small town radio, you can't win them all, but uh they had the, they
2: were they had some school board commissioners
1: in just blabbing on about budgets
2: and, and contracts how they needed and, more money. Give us more money for our school board commitments. I mean you know they're already getting something like sixty percent of the uh tax dollars anyway on property taxes, and they just want more. And right. more and more. So when you know, I I had to go get my ballot from these people at this at the school board office thing and I they were they didn't even know how to give me a ballot to vote wow. for absentee there they're like Wait, ah, the school rah, rah, rah. board handles the election? They handle uh, yeah, the school board election. That's strange. Yep.
1: Well anyway, uh so I called into the show this morning. this was the worst topic ever. And I asked them, I said, "You guys probably never been asked this question before, but what would it take to volunteerize your system?" And uh, and they they just – there was just some silence, a little bit of dead air for a moment as they all just tried to – you could hear the gears sort of cranking slowly in their minds. What does he mean by that? <laughs> Volunteerize. And so I sort of went into a, a brief explanation about, oh, yeah, well, um, if I don't pay, you're going to come take my house. Uh, well, if it's such a valuable product, then people would uh, voluntarily choose to support it, et cetera, et cetera. You know, I made it a little longer that, obviously. Right. And and then the, uh, the then their answer was – to start pointing out the things that are voluntary about uh, the school system, which is good and everything. That's kind of something that's cool about living here in New Hampshire.
2: Right. Is you can you, you you don't have to go if you don't want to. You just have to pay for it. No, no, no. Um, no, no, no. What I was what I was saying is here in New Hampshire,
1: or at least here in Keene, you can go to a park and you'll see structures that were completely uh, donated to the park by local businesses. Mm-hmm. So there's like a bridge over the Shuelot River here, completely donated by a local business. They get a little plaque uh, mentioning that. And I think that's really cool because the taxpayers didn't have to pay for it. So that's what they started to do. They st- started to list off the various different things about the school system that haven't been coercively funded. And, and that was their answer to me. They never actually got around to answering my question before I got dropped off the air. I wanted to say, hey, you didn't actually answer my question. You know, <laughs> What would it take to volunteerize your system? Nothing. Um, and, and So my, what, my, what I'm curious about is, does the city council have the ability to say, okay, you're cut off as far as the school board is concerned?
2: I don't know that the city council does, but the voters certainly do. If you look at the uh, the um, what we're voting on on March the 13th here in New Hampshire is we're ba- basically saying yes or no to all of their budgets. If everybody voted no on everything, the school board wouldn't get any money. Yay. Now I'm sure that they won't um, do that. I'm right. sure that some people feel responsible for this uh, monster, this this terrible government baby, this infant infant. Terrible that they have created, and um, they're, they're going to give it, continue to give it money. And that's just how the government works. It fails at what it was supposed to do, and we give it more money. It fails again, we give it more money. Like a spoiled brat. one eight
1: hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. but my point being that it's so easy here, at least in Keene, to uh, to get into the discussion, to get our ideas promoted. And as I pointed out last night, or actually, Wayne, you, you didn't hear this. I don't know if you listened to uh, last night's show, but Toby... One, it was one of our local activists, just super activists here. He hosts a TV show, and people are starting to recognize him now in public uh, when he's standing in line. I don't think he actually told this on the air. When he's standing in line at Dunkin' Donuts, people will just come up to him and start talking to him about issues. That's great. Um, so he was at a, a local city council meeting and he spoke out against a, a, an issue here in town, and he got a round of applause. He was the only person to get a round of applause uh, from the people in the audience, and of course the bureaucrats started clapping afterwards because they just want to follow the parade. But that's, it's interesting because it's already happening. The ideas are already getting out there. People are already responding to them because, well, the fact is, our ideas make sense. Once you put a little bit of thought into it, let's go to the phones and talk to George in D.C., waiting patiently. George, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Wayne and Mark. Hello. Hey,
7: guys. Hey, what's hey. up? Yeah, I was just thinking about well, how about we start a free fed project or a free gov project where um, someone that does it like what I'm doing, where I would refuse to bust um, rat out someone who's got drugs in their bag, for example. That could I mean, get I,
1: you in trouble, though. What if they send? Uh, yeah, they...
7: but uh, yeah. Well, whenever I can get whenever I get away with it, you know. I mean, right now I've saved about n- at least nine, nine people who had we from going to jail. Really. Yeah, in my four years of being there, so I think I saved the taxpayers about four hundred and fifty grand. If it cost like fifty thousand dollars a year to keep someone in jail, well, that's that
1: awesome. Right? <laughs> By the way, so, yeah, George works for the TSA. In case you didn't know,
7: yeah. So that, that's what I was saying. I was like, yeah, I I think I've more than justified my salary per se. I mean, I remember you saying back on Monday night um, that. Nope, that you know, you yeah, had no respect for bureaucrats. They don't do anything like that. Like, well, some of us do. Save money. Okay, all right,
1: okay. You've held my feet to the flames, and uh, you're right. You're, I, I guess. Would that be considered monkey wrenching, or would that yeah. be sort of like a ghost activity? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. I don't know monkey. Well, probably a ghost,
7: I guess, because if they don't know about it, then you know, I'm, how, I'm not. How does it happen?
1: Do you spot it on the X-ray machine, or how? Oh you... no, know, you
7: can't. You, you can't spot drugs on an X-ray machine. Please. So you, just you can rifling, spot you can spot pills on it. Are you rifling
1: the, through a bag and you just spot it and sort of uh, push something yeah. over on top of it and move on?
7: Yeah, and and on two occasions, one um, a passenger would like be waiting in line and I'd be out there, but you know, like dude, you smell like weed, dude. To Seriously, they're gonna bust you guys over there if you don't.
1: Oh man,
7: recognize you. You know, it's like, oh,
1: thanks, man. What are people thinking? I mean, I understand the TSA is inept, but if you put a bag of marijuana in your carry-on bag or whatever, th- there's a chance that they're gonna find it. There's a pretty good chance, I would think.
2: Seems like a bad dude, idea. To dude, me. dude,
1: here, here's how you do it.
7: Um, you get you get a can <laughs> of uh, like Folgers coffee, for example, or any can, those big cans of coffee. You empty it out. You put the weed in there, like very flat. Then you pour, put the coffee back in there over it, you know, you, you know, make sure the have sealed. Everybody on,
3: knows me. about that. I saw yeah, that you on don't Miami want be... Vice in the wait, 80s. Wait a
1: minute, man. Are you, are you kidding me? Uh, how many people walk through the airport with a can of Folgers <laughs> coffee in their bag? Uh, so, uh,
7: whatever, you know. Um, maybe they like their own coffee, maybe the hotel room doesn't serve coffee.
0: I guess. You, you <laughs> throw, whatever brand
7: of coffee you like. If it, make sure it's an expensive brand. That way, you, you know, they'll be like, okay. <laughs> So something really expensive like Starbucks or something right. where you don't like the hotel coffee, you want your own bring. You know, people. I mean,
1: we got business. So you're not problems. talking about like a quart size can. You're no, talking no, about no, a, no, no. a bag of coffee or something.
7: Yes. Okay. Well, like a small, like a small can that you'd see at a Seven Eleven. Gotcha. Kind of thing, nice. In which you mix it in there, and you can Don't bring too much. Just bring whatever you can <laughs> use for personal use, and put it in there. That way, when they open it up, they just see coffee. I mean, we're TSA, we're not DEA. So you're not yeah. gonna
1: pour out the coffee into an alternate container to make sure that it's actually. Come on, what are we now? customs? <laughs> We're just gonna ETD it to make sure there's no explosives. ETD, what's that mean?
7: Explosive trace detection. Okay, it's a little. That's where we swipe in, and we pop it, in, and we pop the little um, swabbing the machines. There's explosives, you know. All right,
1: George. What what's the phrase I use tomorrow? I've been. It's been suggested that I use the phrase "I don't have ID to show you" when I'm asked for identification by uh, by security at the airport. What's the best phrase to use?
7: Uh, I... I, I guess, yeah, I guess I don't have ID to show you my auto work. But remember, it's not re- the guys asking for your ID. It's not the actual screeners. It's usually like the airport security or a private thing. At least that, that's how it is at my airport. Yeah,
2: right? that's what I've noticed. I haven't noticed the TSA having any uh, anything to do with uh, looking at the IDs. That that's uh, yeah. airport security. In fact,
7: we, in fact, at my airport we don't even ask for the um, boarding passes because the um, airport, the regular airport security, the air serve in our airport, um, they're the ones who are supposed. To, um, spot the selectives and put them in the special area. George, uh-huh.
1: thank you for the call and the excellent drug smuggling tips. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231. You just don't get that on any other radio no. show. <laughs> no. TSA agents calling in to give you hints and how to smuggle your pot onto an airplane.
3: I want some rubber glove secrets.
1: I though I I however would recommend just leaving it at home and trying to score some at your destination. That's probably the best way to go about it. Yeah, I'm with you. All right, more on the way. This is your show, you take control. It is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, it's your show, you take control of the airwaves. Toll free at 800-259-9231, the packet 8.net till free line for you. Ian here with you and Wayne and Mark. Let's get that number is 800-259-9231 and yes, you can bring up virtually anything. Uh, You can also join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there are completely free, the bulletin board system included. We've got about 200,000 posts for you to surf around through. Over 1,500 people are interacting. Lots of different topics, serious issues, fun stuff. You'll find it all, and it's all for free at bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com.
2: Now you can save time and money on common legal matters. Created by Top Attorneys, legalzoom.com helps you create reliable legal documents like setting up a corporation or limited liability company. legalzoom.com use code FTL to save 10%. legalzoom.com.
1: All right, so in lieu of uh, your phone calls, there was a I guess a something that happened in pop culture today that actually has some relevance. Uh, Normally we don't follow pop culture on this particular show, and I don't even know, is Captain America even considered pop culture? I consider that. It's comic books. Yeah, it's pop culture. I don't know if it's as pop culture as as they might have used to be, but uh, I think to an extent it certainly is. Anybody he's who dead. Fo-
2: Yeah, anybody who follows the show knows that I'm a Captain America fan. You uh, are. You wear his T-shirt. I do. I have T-shirts and, and all kinds of stuff with right. Captain America on it, and coffee cups and and those kind of things. I don't really buy the comics. I really just sort of like the idea of Captain America. I don't really... What is the idea of Captain America? Well, um, defending the the uh, concepts of liberty and freedom um, in the American way for people. So, he's dead. He is. Captain America has undertaken his last mission. At least for now. This is from the AP. The venerable, venerable superhero is killed, and the, the issue of his namesake—I believe that's number 25—for those of you who want to go out and buy Captain America—that hit the stands on Wednesday. The New York Daily News reported in uh, on the new—let's see—on the new edition's pages, a sniper shoots down the shield-wielding superhero as he leaves the courthouse. Now, get this—I've read all kinds of articles on this, and apparently, it's not just one shot fired but the (laughs) authorities are saying that there was only one bullet. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So... It uh ends a long run for the Stars and Stripes wearing character cre- created in 1941. Um the character apparently was born in like 19 uh, uh, allegedly born you know, like, um, yeah. this, this is his uh given birth date it's like 1918 or something like right. that. As old as my grandmother would be. He he'd be in his 90s. But um he did have a stent from like 45 to um somewhere around the late 60s where he was frozen um after he would fallen off a ship and and World war at the end of World War 2. So, But even if you take out 20, 25 years um, from a 90-year-old guy, he's still, uh, he's still fighting in his uh, elder years. Well, he's years. not
1: 90 in the comic books.
2: No. He doesn't he's, age. No, he doesn't. No. He uh, basically looks like a man maybe in his uh, late 30s, early 40s. But he's uh, certainly um, you know the, the sort of older guy, the leader amongst the uh, Marvel superheroes. So do you feel this has some symbolism? Um, I think that there's quite a bit of it in there. The uh, Marvel's been having this uh, civil war uh, going on between its heroes, and it's all sort of playing off the Patriot Act and um, you know, the the government spying that's going on. The idea is basically half the superheroes say, um, "Yes, we should reveal our secret identities to the government," um, and they're led by Iron Man. And the other half, led by Captain America, um, say no. We shouldn't reveal. You know, we should have this privacy. We mm-hmm. shouldn't have to reveal our um, secret identities to the government. You know, what good would it do um, anyway? I mean, the government loses all kinds of information. We could have our secret identities and compromise our safety. Sure. That kind of thing. So um, there's been all kinds of fights between the heroes, and it's been a really, really? great storyline. And I've been waiting to the end to get the trade pap- paperback so that I can read the whole story um start I see. to finish. Okay. So I haven't read. Anyway. I don't know anything about it gotcha. other than what I've just told you the, the the uh the basic plot. But um you know it's it seems like they're putting uh, cap on trial for treason and oh boy. then of course the sniper comes out as sort of reminiscent of uh how Lee, Lee Harvey Oswald was killed and and that kind of thing. Um so you know they don't get to say but I I would like to say that uh, Thor has recently been cloned by Iron Man so perhaps Rather than having Captain America stand up for charges on treason, it could just be a clone that was shot. Oh. But people die. uh, Heroes die in comics all the time. Superman died in 1993. And he came back. He's back. Right. Um, Captain America is one of the most recognizable Superheroes in the world okay. Is All you have to do is go look at Captain America on eBay And you can find toys from Brazil They usually have the colors wrong and stuff <laughs> but, but, but I love to see the Captain America stuff From the other countries they, they love Captain America too And there is no way That you're going to be able to put you know the, to, to not have Captain America um, Now Steve Rogers is the uh, the Alter ego of Captain America He's basically just a guy in a suit. He was given the uh, super soldier serum injection. He's not a superhero in the traditional sense. He doesn't fly. He doesn't shoot laser beams out of his butt. Nothing. Captain America is a guy with a bulletproof shield. That's all. And uh, who can, you know, kind of flip around and stuff.
1: Well, it says here, I'm, le- I'm reading the Reuters version of mm-hmm. the story. Uh, this is the end of Steve Rogers, the meat and potatoes guy from 1941. So Dan Buckley, the president of Marvel. But Captain America is a costume. And there are other people who could take it over. He's iconic, and we're continuing the comic books.
2: You know, since we're taking um, quotes, uh, Joe Simon, along with, I believe, Jack Kirby, was one of the creators of uh, Captain America originally. Okay. Um, and I hate the artwork from the original Captain America, but uh, I just don't like Kirby's artwork in general. But um, there's a little bit in this in this one article that I was going to read, because, you know, Joe Simon's sort of the writer, and he says, still, the uh, character's death came as a blow to co-creator uh, Joe Simon. Mm-hmm. We really need him now, said Simon, 93, who worked with artist Jack Kirby to devise Captain America as a foe for Adolf Hitler. Oh, wow. This poor old guy says, we need Captain America right now. And mm. Marvel goes and Bumped shoots him. him. off. I, you know, I'm so upset that uh, Marvel and um, the, the writers there have allowed the government to win in, against the, the superheroes that want their privacy as though they don't have the right to have privacy. Um so the government has won essentially? It, that's that's You haven't read the comic. I haven't, but I know, you know, I I can tell you what the outcomes are. The government it looks like the government, went, government and Iron Man win. Um, they may decide to wrap it up. They have a tendency to so do So is this
1: the end of the Civil War series? I or... believe
2: it's over now.
1: If you've been following the actual storyline closer than Mark, I'd like to hear from you as to your interpretation of what's going on eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. And the reason we're talking about this, Mark, is is because it does have mm-hmm. some parallels to real life, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. this
3: guy was the foe of Hitler and, and now he's he, he finally was killed. Isn't that interesting? Yeah.
2: It's uh yeah, finally the the guy that was standing against Hitler St. is finally dead, so what's gonna happen to fascism in the world now? Oh boy you know um the one there is hope uh there there's a you know silver lining and all that there's a captain america movie that's supposed to be coming out uh, relatively shortly really? next year or the year after um it won't be the first captain america movie i believe that there's three previous ones and they are some funny stuff if you <laughs> get the opportunity to see this one from especially the 70s or something especially the one from the 70s there's one from the early 90s bad tights um you know <laughs> But since Captain America doesn 't have uh, superpowers, he's not like doing the x men x men yeah. would not have been possible ten years ago because you sure. needed the graphics to be able to do all these superpowers that these uh, folks have. Right. I just saw Fantastic Four last night. you couldn't make the thing you couldn't make the human torch without right. um, believable and good looking without these graphics. Mm-hmm. So, but Captain America, he doesn't fly. He he doesn't. Uh, you he's know, got a shield. Getting get caught on fire or anything right. like that. He's just a guy in a red, white, and blue outfit. See with the, the s- shield. In the
3: 70s, actors didn't take steroids yet either. I see. Yeah.
2: Well, Captain America certainly looks like he's on steroids, or at least he's gotten bigger as time's gone by too. All it's right. Like- so, if
1: you can uh, give us a little bit of a little more insight into the uh, the Captain America saga, I'm curious about it. As somebody who doesn't read comic books anymore, 1-800-259-9231 if you want to tie it into uh, today's world events. Who's the sniper? Why did they take this moment to to, uh, to take him out? He was on trial. He was maybe going to go uh, be put in jail or something like that. Why shoot him now? 800-259-9231. This is your show. You bring up anything. It's Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free. But if you think other people deserve to hear this show, Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You bring up what you want. The toll-free number is 800-259-9231. Packet8.net. Toll-free live for you. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. 259 9231 It's Ian here with you.
3: And Wayne. And
1: Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, completely free, including the Shrine of Female Listeners. We've got dozens and dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send us their validated photo and thereby prove that they listen to the show. In fact, uh, there is a new Shriner that has uh, submitted herself. It's just that she submitted herself without telling me her name. So it's going to take me a few days to ascertain who this person is. But uh, looking forward to posting her on our website as well. Shrine. Freetalklive. Com. That is Shrine. Com. To the phones, to the fun. It's Sam in Texas on the Amplifier Line. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Wayne, and Mark. Hello, Sam.
8: Hey, gentlemen. Hey, so Sam? I uh, just caught the tail end of your uh, TSA conversation. Apparently, you guys are flying without ID. And
1: I am. Mark's gonna. Heck no. I'm gonna have the ID. I'm just gonna Mark, not you're tell so them.
8: Chicken. Just do it, Mark. It's not that bad. (laughs) So you've done it? Oh, yeah, several times. I don't go to the zoo and 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 wag meat
2: in front of lions either.
8: (laughs) Well, I did it on the way out here. And, you know, you just tell the lady at the counter. uh, This time I said, you know, hey, um, I don't have my ID. And she's like, oh, she made this face like, oh, no. I said, no, no, I I do it on purpose. And here's why. And, you know, she was perfectly okay with it when I got Mm -hmm. to the security check. I just told the lady, I don't consent to your search. This was the first one. And she just kind of gasped, was taken aback for a second, and said, (laughs) oh, okay. And then uh, they wrote, you know, no ID, and I got additional, and even waiting in line, I got into it with one of the bureaucrats that, about 20 people in line, it took 30 minutes to get through security. And he said, I'm sorry, and said, well, no, you're not, because, you know, being in government means you really never have to say you're sorry. (laughs) And a lot of the passengers around Started laughing and so forth, and I eventually got to one that was really uh, aggressive and rude. And he said, "You know, this is about security, and this is serious. And if you don't like it, you can turn around and get get out." And at the end, <laughs> that's the a, guy how he feels about his country, bag. too. Yeah, at, at the, it, exactly, the guy swabbed my bag. We got into it about he was taking down my uh, name and uh, the stuff from the actual airline ticket. And I asked him, you know, what are you doing that for? And he said, oh, it's routine, nothing you need to worry about. I said, well, if it's nothing I need to worry about, you can tell me. And he said, you know, no, we can't.
0: And
8: <laughs> we eventually got into a constitutional discussion.
0: National Security. And what he
8: said is, if again, if you don't like it, you can go to Cuba or China oh. or wherever else and leave here. And that's something I hear over and over and over again. Yeah, it's so cliche. And I'm kind of wondering... What, what's a this good is it—the land response? of the free
2: and, and you know, the land of liberty. That's right.
1: Okay, what was your question? Yeah, you I mean, I'm
8: thinking, hey, the First Amendment guarantees my right to free speech as well as to petition the government for redress of grievances. Mm-hmm. But do you guys have other ones that uh-huh. are even better than that?
1: Wait, do we have what better than what? I'm sorry. What, what was it? Can you rephrase that question?
8: Okay. Yeah. Other. So when you get this uh, common response of, well, if you don't like it, just get out. What are some great uh, counter arguments or counterpoints to make with people who hold that viewpoint?
1: Wow, that's an excellent
2: question. You know, uh, w- one of the, the the place that I like to go is um, well, it was my understanding that this was the land of liberty and the home of the free. And mm-hmm. what it sounds to me like you believe it is is the land of tyranny and the home of the oppressors. And okay. I think that I have more legitimacy here than a big government. Our founding fathers were against big governments. And you use the validity of the Constitution, the validity of the founding fathers argument, which you know works with most people. They they're like, Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Now they've been they've been trying to undo this argument with the Constitution as a living document uh, argument. Baloney. But uh, I I don't think that the, I don't think that's happened at this point.
3: Hmm. I I don't either. Okay.
0: You know what Wait, I say to discussion?
3: people who say that to me? I say you know, I'm not trying to make any trouble here. I just want to preserve the free America that we grew up in because I see it slipping away and it distresses me.
1: That's a good one. There you go. Yeah, I like both of them. Sam, thank you for <laughs> okay, the call. I'll try Appreciate it. Tomorrow you. When I fly home. Thank you. Good luck. 800-259-9231. I don't have anything brilliant to say to that. I think you guys covered it. Uh, 1-800-259-9231. Let's go to Zeus in Illinois. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian Wayne and Mark. Hello, Zeus. Zeus. Hey guys. Hey, what's up?
9: Just calling about the uh, the whole Captain America hubbub. Yes, assassinated. You um, wanted a little information on the background,
2: right, of, of the uh, Civil the War uh, miniseries.
9: Yes, seven issues. Um, essentially, in the first issue, what sets it up is there's a group of heroes who are actually sort of a uh, they're trying to make a buck off mm-hmm. of a um, a reality, reality
0: TV show. TV show,
9: yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's a disaster where one of the villains that they're going after. Uh, ends up blowing up, and he ends up killing about 600 people mm. in Connecticut. Oh. And uh, after that, there's this big outrage, which is typical of uh, what you'll see in, in the news these days, uh, where something happens, and then uh, next thing you know, somebody passes a law. Okay. In this case, it's the Superhuman Registration Act. And uh, basically, it means that anyone with powers, whether you use them or not, has to register with the government. Uh Uh-oh. And so immediately that kind of divides people, uh, the heroes, whereas some want to keep their right to privacy. They don't want to um, uh, let the government, give the government a chance to use them, Mm -hmm. uh, essentially like slaves. And Iron Man ends up taking, uh, he believes that, that this is the, going with this scheme is the only way to allow superheroes to continue doing what they do. Uh-huh. Whereas Captain America believes that uh, uh, this is against everything he's ever uh, fought for. Sure. Right, so
2: Captain America takes the principled approach, Iron Man takes the... Um, Fascist approach. Well, no, well, no, because no, he, he, um, he wants superheroes to continue to be superheroes, so he's taking the practical approach. Yes. I see. He,
9: and uh, essentially what happens is um, in, in, the, in in that same issue, the first issue... Um, there's an agency called S.H.I.E.L.D., um, which pretty much the leader of, of S.H.I.E.L.D. ends up uh, saying uh, to him, uh, do you think we'll have any problem, or who do you think we'll have problems with? Because uh, we're going to take them down. Oh, boy. And he pretty much says, uh, what do you mean, we? And uh, she uh, sets a bunch of cape killers, as they're called in the book, okay. ag- against him. He hasn't done anything. The law hasn't passed yet.
1: Him meaning uh, Captain, Captain America.
9: Or? Yes, Captain, Captain America. And so he pretty much takes them all out and dives out out of the ship.
2: Yeah, he uh, ends up landing on a uh, F-14 or something like that, <laughs> uh, ripping open the cockpit. Um, the pilot's just surprised as he could possibly. Uh, uh, how how fantastic yeah, is this, right? He amazing. falls out of a uh, fly, a huge flying fortress onto an F-14, rips the cockpit off, and uh, you know then lands it and um, you know gives the uh, uh, the pilot an autograph.
9: He's very pleasant about it. He is. And uh, as the series progresses, um, Tony Stark, who is Iron Man, right. um, is getting closer and closer to Peter Parker's Spider-Man. And essentially, Peter now has, um, I don't know if you know the story of Spider-Man, which you've shared, a lot of people see in the movie, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of his life is about tragedy.
0: Okay.
9: And so now that he has a new place to live, he's getting paid money, he's got a brand new costume, thanks to uh, Iron Man. Uh, And so everything is kind of changing for him. So he's kind of wooed by Iron Man to support his cause. I see. And so he unmasks on live television and reveals his identity. Mm. That's about the third issue, I believe, that that happened in. All
0: right.
9: Uh, From that point on, one of the issues that they bring up as to why this is a good idea, this whole registration idea, is that uh, superhumans tend to leave messes. Uh, in the form of uh, people who die and buildings that are destroyed, and that cars kind of picked up,
2: you know, right. supervillains swatted with them, that kind of thing. Yeah,
9: yeah. And um, by the end of by the final issue, um, Cap and his rebels have a big major blowout with the pro-registration forces
0: okay.
9: uh, in the middle of New York. And then uh, Cap, uh, Captain America, uh, kind of looks around uh, and sees all the damage uh, after he's pulled off by. Um, Let's see, a fireman, an EMS worker, and a policeman. Well, there's a little symbolism for you. <laughs> and uh just starts weeping and then gives up, which is nothing... How, that is not how the character's been written for years and years.
1: What did he give up on, exactly?
9: The whole battle, the whole fight. He just surrenders, thinking that uh, it's better for him to surrender and... uh Kind of and that's why
1: him. he's uh, that's why he's being brought up on charges. If you can uh, c- complete the story, hang on, Zeus. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one, and give us your insights as to uh, who the assassins are, why uh, why that happened. Captain America, dead at age ninety or something. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You can take control of the airwaves. This is your show, Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, and it's your show. Only moments remain, however. So just enough time for your call if you make it now. 800-259-9231. The Packet 8.net. Till free Freeline, Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there, completely free and uh, that does include the archives, an entire year's worth of the show right there, front page of the website, download them, they're on us. And if you like the fact that we give all that stuff away, then head over and do some shopping. You can shop at store.freetalklive.com to buy Free Talk Live branded merchandise, very high quality stuff, or you can shop at, and, or, you can shop at amazon.freetalklive.com, which will take you to the world's largest internet retailer, where uh, you can shop in 35 categories of products and buy virtually anything you need for life. Seriously. And Free Talk Live will get a cut of anything that you buy. So it's a great way to help support the show. That's, once again, Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com and Store.FreeTalkLive.com. As we go back to the phones, Zeus giving us uh, the executive summary of the Captain America situation. The news broke, I guess, today that uh, Captain America has been assassinated in the comic book series. Uh, it's, uh, it's a series that's essentially sort of mirroring what's going on in real life to an extent, as far as the government cracking down on freedom, uh, the government forcing the superheroes to, re- or trying to force the superheroes to register themselves, their, their true identities, with the government.
3: Divide and, and conquer, too.
1: Well, now, uh, now the superheroes have divided into two factions, and they've been fighting uh, one another over this and you say that Captain America has been sort of the leader of the faction that wants to retain their privacy in what is supposed to be a free country, and they've sort of had this conflict. There was a big fight in New York or something like that. And oh, everything
2: Cap- that happens in comics
9: happens in New York.
1: And then you, uh, and then you say that Captain America gave up. What, uh, what happened next?
9: Um, at the, uh, the very last few pages of uh, Civil War number 7 where Captain America uh, surrenders, Um, we see a a so-called happy ending with Tony Stark, a.k.a. Iron Man, uh, speaking with this woman who sort of stands in, she's a character who stands in as a sort of a a Cindy Sheehan type of character Mm -hmm. uh, who pretty much generated the entire um, public opinion that drives all of this uh, in the story. And he's explaining to her, that he has a new initiative, which is essentially to create licensed heroes in all 50 states. Oy. So much for New York uh, in the Marvel Universe. Yeah. Um, and then after that, uh, Captain America is arrested. And uh, in his latest issue, although I have not read it, I have uh, seen a previews. So Captain
1: didn't die in the Civil War issues. He died in his
2: own comic?
9: Well, That is correct.
2: Now, I thought that Civil War has Civil been um, covering a lot of other comics, too.
9: Yes, it has. It has uh, essentially um, crossed over, yes, to uh, other issues. Okay, or, uh, but in his own issue, uh, this is uh, post Civil War. It's the epilogue, and uh, he is in, uh, going to a courthouse, and there are a number of characters who are attempting to spring him. Uh, but one of his anci- or his oldest enemies, uh, the Red Skull, has uh, sent people to essentially assassinate him. After decades of real time, he's he's been failing all these years. He just so happens to uh to get him this time
1: wow so the the comic book actually does reveal who the uh who the killer should be yes and what's your prediction here as far as uh can they bring him back um, how do you think they're going to do it and what uh, they, uh, what's the tie in what's the relevance here uh, to america and freedom
9: they they certainly could bring him back um they could go with the clone issue the the, the clone issue um or the tie in um, they could also uh have it staged where uh, there's an there's an uh, there's a scene where the Punisher, uh, who also had a movie not too long ago, um, picks up Captain America's mask, and he he is essentially um, uh, uh, a weaponeer. Right. So if if he was the assassin in disguise, he could have faked that. They could come up all with all sorts of types of things. They could bring in a uh, Captain America from another universe if they wanted to. But ultimately, uh, the direction that Marvel seems to be going both corporate and its um, its writers, uh, seems to be a, a significant sea change in how the stories are being told and uh, very big changes. Normally in comics, that doesn't happen. But it seems like in order to, uh, for them to bring up the bottom line and make some things, make some waves to sell comics,
0: mm-hmm.
9: uh, they are making real bona fide changes in, in the comics. And uh, so what the, it looks like they're going to do is they'll probably, uh, as alluded to in that article that uh, I think Mark read, uh, they will probably give the costume to his partner, uh, who has recently returned from the dead. So returning okay. from the dead is. Is this
2: Bucky in the the Winter Soldier? Yes, it is. Okay. Um, uh, pro- well, you know, Bucky, Bucky would be the, uh, the the natural successor to the to the throne, but um, there's been several Buckys throughout the years, and oh, it, 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 but you've had uh, 60 years with the comics out there. You're gonna have a lot of storylines uh, that kind of yeah. hang loose.
1: So what uh, what do you feel like the tie-in here is to real life and uh, the America we live in? Uh, what's the message that Marvel's trying to send? Is there a message, or is it more just open to interpretation?
9: They, they like to say that it's open to interpretation, but if you read the issues, it, it absolutely has a... Um, the pro-registration side is um, villainous in their actions. Uh, they're responsible for the deaths of several characters, um, there's just a lot of uh, a bent a fascist bent to the entire storyline mm-hmm. now not every writer has gone along with that they've but uh unfortunately well fortunately the editors um, were un- essentially allowed some writers free reign mm-hmm. to portray this as it should be as far as a libertarian perspective uh but for the most part it was portrayed in a, in, a, in a fascist bent and as far as how it how it kind of uh ties into uh libertarianism and uh America today it's just it's kind of amazing to to see this all unfold uh and the and seeing the the not only the the writers support it but the uh, the corporate uh guys that kind of run uh Marvel um stating in all sorts of articles that Tony Stark Iron Man's uh point of view was the right one really yes
1: that is disappointing. Zeus, thank you for summing all that up. We really appreciate the information, sir. Have a good night. 800-259-9231. So essentially saying that Marvel and most of the people on staff there are taking the pro-government position, even though they've been painted some to some extent in the comic books as the bad side. Um, they're sort of taking that as uh, well. You know, you need to do this. You need to register. You need to give up your privacy. Uh, it's a time of need for the homeland. Blah blah blah.
3: Maybe they're doing it in a, in a using reverse psychology because they're they're doing this. To <laughs> yeah, but to, to, to have, have the editors up. come
2: I'm out. Won- and- I'm wondering if Wayne's right um, because. Civil War has been the uh, biggest thing since uh, Secret Wars was in the mid '80s. Uh, so for that, Marvel, it's the
1: only time we've ever talked about comic books it's, on the show. It
2: is. I haven't been interested in Captain America comics for 15 years. Haven't been interested in them. Didn't want to read them. I, I like Captain America. I'll buy some stuff with Captain America on it, but I'm not going to buy a comic mm. book. I bought my I bought two Captain America comics in the last year trying to get into the Civil War thing, and I really couldn't. Um, so, you know, I'm going to buy the trade paperbacks, and and I hope that that'll, uh, you know, clear things up for me. But they're they're selling a lot of comic books based on this, and I think that the controversy um, works uh, works. I'm hoping, I'm still hoping that, uh, like Cap, um, Marvel can bring itself, they can back. wrap it up,
1: yeah, and mm-hmm. turn it around maybe to a pro freedom position. We'll keep our eyes on it. 800 259 9231. Diane in Arizona, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Wayne and Mark. Hello, Diane. Hey, Diane. Hi, guys. Hey, what's up? Oh, I was wanting to call on this TSA thing. Um, I flew out of Manchester, and I had to show ID to a guy at the podium right at the beginning of the line where you put everything in the Mm bins. and uh, I also had to show my boarding passes twice through that process. Had to take a
5: laptop out of the case. Mm. They couldn't look at it in the case.
0: Right.
9: And uh, so it, it was pretty, and they weren't very friendly. I was kind of surprised. So, cause it's, I mean, it's a little place, and they weren't busy.
2: So <laughs> Sometimes they're friendly, sometimes they're not. And mm-hmm. it just, right. uh, it really yeah, it's a crapshoot, for sure. It, de- it really depends on whether you want your tyranny with a cherry on top or not.
6: There you go. Well, we'll find I wanted out what to happens. tell you yeah. what happened in Detroit.
1: Yeah, if you can do it in 30 seconds.
6: In 30 seconds, I probably can't.
1: Can you call tomorrow? Sure. All right, Diane, we'll talk to you then. Thanks. 800-259-9231, short on time. Yep. Got to get the story out, and it uh, needs to be done the right way. Let's go to Mike in New Orleans. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian Mark. Hello, Mike. Hey, how you doing? Hey, dude, what's up?
5: I just wanted to congratulate you guys for moving up to New Hampshire. Thank I think you. it's a really decent thing to do, and I was wondering what you guys thought of the state and what you're doing for fun and,
8: and what it's like up there.
1: Well, it's uh, It's beautiful up here. It's uh, incredible, and the long... The- the, the only regret I have is that I didn't come sooner. Um, as far as what, are, what I'm doing for fun, I'm doing Free Talk Live. <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't act- go out. That's not true. I do go out. In fact, Walmart. I was out. You li- you're laughing, uh, but I was out this week at an event you weren't at, Mark. So this there. week, yeah.
2: right? You, I, granted, um, it would just seem funny to me when uh, you ask Ian what he did for fun. I went downhill skiing last weekend, and that was pretty cool. I'd never done it before, and uh, you know I've only learned how to stop myself by falling over. But <laughs> y- there's a lot of things to do here. You're doing karaoke. Um, I'm I'm doing a lot of karaoke. And And, um, you know, pretty much all the stuff that I could do in Sarasota, I can do here with the exception of, uh, you know, a couple of restaurants.
1: Yep. There you go. Hey, we hope to see you here at some point, Mike. Thanks for the call. It's been Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And uh, it's uh, it's just an amazing place to live. Just so beautiful. And there really are. There's plenty of things to do here. Uh, lots of action. In fact, we just had some people visiting uh, tonight, as a yeah. matter of fact, visiting the area. And there were people visiting last week. And there were people visiting the week before that. Lots then. of
3: cool people here.
1: Really, the uh, the flow has started. Uh, as uh, springtime comes around, more people going to come here. It's getting exciting. We'll be back Monday night. See you then. Free Talk Live. <laughs>
9: Do you like to build things? Have you ever cut wood with a tool? Are you tired of poor quality goods found in the Megalo Mart? If you answered yes to any of these
1: questions, woodcraftplans.com has a fun project for you to make. We have hundreds of blueprints
2: and patterns which can help all skill levels of craftspeople make wooden lawn furniture, bedroom furniture, yard decor like wishing wells and shadow figures, rocking horses, and a lot more. Visit
1: woodcraftplans.com today. Get a plan and start building. That's woodcraftplans.com.